1: in my bungalow. <laughs> Hold on to your butt
0: well, back Hello and welcome to the 57th episode of the Jurassic Park podcast. I'm your host Brad Jost and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we have another great top 5 segment, this time with visual effects artist Aaron Beyer, where we list our favorite toys from series 1 and series 2 of the original Jurassic Park Kenner toy line. I think you'll really enjoy our conversation and reminisce right alongside us. Don't forget to check out our Jurassic World commentary that we uploaded to the podcast feed. It won't be up there forever, so make sure to download it and listen to it while it's still in the feed. So as Jurassic June is winding down, we hope you enjoy our newest top five segment. It's another long list, so let's dive right in. Five. Dinosaurs and male. Five million years of evolution. Four. You might be the both. Three. I'm gonna contact the other three members of your team and I'm gonna stuck them. Two how many
1: lines of code are there? About two main. One that is one big pilot. <laughs>
0: This week, I'm joined by Aaron Beyer, visual effects artist who worked on Jurassic Park 3D and Jurassic World 3D, and we're going to look at our top five toys from the Series 1 and Series 2 of the original Jurassic Park line. Um, I think it's an incredible toy line. So many of us have these incredible nostalgic feelings towards these toys, and it, it may really be impossible to narrow it down to just five dinosaurs, vehicles, or humans. Uh, but I think we're gonna do our best to try to attempt it. so, uh Aaron, how's it going?, uh, it's going good. How are you? I'm doing really good i uh, I got my toys down off my shelf. They're all sitting here right next to me, and uh, I'm ready to kind of analyze them and and uh give give my best top five as best as I can. It's kind of impossible, like I said uh, but uh you know it's it's gonna be tough, but uh I wanted to know specifically you worked on you know movies such as Jurassic park three d and Jurassic
1: world three d. Uh, what is it that got you into um, doing that? Uh, so, I mean, basically, uh, when I was a kid, my mom got me that uh, the original Jurassic Park one Pteranodon, Uh and before I'd even seen the movie, and the detail on that was just like so. I don't know, man. I had never seen a dinosaur toy like that, you know. <laughs> and uh, it, there, there was, there were some, but they weren't as good as those. And and that line was so expansive, you know. I was looking at the the, the count because we had talked about doing like our top five and there's like 44 now I may have counted wrong, but I definitely, if I counted wrong, I underestimated, (laughs) uh, but there's like 44 toys. And so I thought, Oh my gosh, I got to pick five of these. That's going to be impossible. But, uh, yeah, you know, uh, played with that toy. My collection just got kind of bigger and bigger. Uh, those toys were not that expensive when we were kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that just kind of led into storytelling and, and creating my own adventures Is like, the toys weren't strictly based off of the movie. Uh, so that just kind of led to just my love of Jurassic Park and uh, the films after that. And then, uh, yeah, I just, you know, I wanted to be able to tell my own my own stories using uh, computer graphics. And, uh, you know, here I am today like 20 some years later and i had the actual opportunity to work on the 20th anniversary of jurassic park in 3d and then uh, later jurassic world so but uh you know unfortunately i can't go too much into death there's so much nda stuff surrounding this course, uh yeah. these movies that i just i don't want to you know risk breaking that right now
0: yeah no we don't want to do that at all so um you know this is this is something that i feel super passionate about these toys and obviously you do too so instead of breaking your NDAs, why don't we get right into uh, what we love about these dinosaurs? And For sure. What specifically, just kind of before we get into our top five,
1: actually, um, overall, like what's your feeling about like this toy line? Uh, you know, Kenner uh, back in the 90s was just like, I feel like they were the toys to have. Um, you know, I was looking at their catalog here online and. And it's like they were touching franchises like, well, obviously Star Wars, right? Everyone knows them from Star Wars. Uh, mm. But uh, also Batman the Animated Series, uh, uh, which, yeah, yeah. you know, I, every every kid on the block had those Batman action figures. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and we used to go and there was like the, the mansion and stuff that you could throw Batman through the roof and all kinds of stuff. And I'm looking here, they did Ghostbusters, Aliens, Terminator. It was like anything cool in the 90s. Uh, kenner was touching and i think a lot of it has to do with the detail that they put into it um and i've got some you know some things to say about that and we can talk about that as we break down our top five but uh the detail on these toys back in the 90s was crazy i i look at the jurassic world toys and some of them are great um but then i look at them like some of the other ones and i'm just like ah did you ever maybe see this dinosaur like in a (laughs) picture or something yeah like (laughs) i don't know but uh you know um yeah the level of details on these toys were fantastic for the 90s mm-hmm. uh yeah you know and it's just too bad that they're I, I used to hate when they remolded them and just repainted them but I would kill today for like remolds of of these oh, I know of these action figures
0: <laughs> yeah it's something that's severely lacking uh as I'm talking I just keep looking over at these things because they're they, they're incredible even like you know, however many, what, 23 years later, um, it's still impressive, and like you said, I have a few Jurassic World toys here, um, I have a few Raptors in front of me, they look really cool, but they still just, I mean, it's hard, it's really hard, I try to compare them, but, for instance, you have, like, the original Raptor, you compare that to these new Raptors, these ones are all electronic that I have, so there's a big difference, they're much bigger, they're, they've got a lot of, um, different parts to them, like, uh, Parts that look separated from the actual dinosaur, you know, things that stick out. There's there's a lot of creases and, and uh, screw holes and stuff like that. And you'd barely see any of that stuff on the old ones. So it's really hard to compare them, though, you know, in general. The new ones look really good. So do the old ones. But maybe it's a lot of nostalgia. I don't know.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm not really sure. For me, part of it is like there was a lack of posing i want to say in the original toys so like it was just you know here's a dinosaur toy right now they're like in poses and for me when i was a kid having a pose toy like took away maybe like the imagination that i could have with what that particular toy was doing um you know we're not talking about lost world toys but like the stegosaur toy from the lost world i love that toy but she's arched like i want to say like almost like in a c shape and (laughs) for me as a kid um gosh, I, you know, I was fortunate enough that, you know, when Christmas would come around or whatever, everyone knew what to get me like family wise. So like, if I had, if I got two stegosauruses for Christmas, I didn't return one. I just had two (laughs) stegosauruses like in my like park in my basement, you know? So, um, to see two of those next to each other in the same exact pose, maybe kind of took me out of that, like that imagination, I guess, or, Mm -hmm. you know, out of that fake reality that, you know, we were, we were creating down in, uh, the basement in, uh, yeah, in West, West of Detroit, you know? So,
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that is part of it because you can kind of, I mean, you can sort of do that with the new ones, but the new ones only really stand a certain way. Like you can't, yeah, if we're they lucky. fall over. Yeah, they. Yeah, <laughs> you're serious. If, if we're lucky, they stand a certain way. The old ones, you can kind of like lean them on their tails, you can put them on their claws, and they're, they're good. You know, like they, you can stand yeah. them on their feet. After time, they get a little wobbly, but they're still great, you know, toys, and you can kind of, like, I can make my raptor bite the way I want it to. I can make it claw the way I want it to. Freely, without like, you know, a, a tough uh, move of the arm or anything.
1: Yeah, you know, when, uh, when Series 2 came out, and the uh, pachycephalosaur the red and yeah. black one with the dome, came out. Man, I got like—I I, want to say—I got like two or three of those for for Christmas one year. And, uh, you know, again, you know, my—I remember my aunt saying like, "Oh, I'm sorry, you can take it back." I'm like, "Are you kidding me? This is amazing! <laughs> I have a herd of Pachycephalosaurs, like just like in the books, you know." And yeah. uh what's great about those is like, you know, one of them you could like kind of stand up on its haunches, and then like you could like lay one down. You could and. Just that kind of all added to like the scene that like I we were creating, uh, me and my friends down in our basements, you know? So it was just yeah. really cool back in those days. And it's like there there wasn't any thought put into the pose, but I want to say that the thought was like giving kids the imagination to come up with that stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, you brought it up uh, a little bit earlier. You said you had your park down in your basement. And that was the same thing that I had, you know, I whether it was in my basement or in the backyard, I always set up a little park and, you know, me and my cousin or whoever, would go down there and just, like, destroy these toys and throw them around, throw the the humans, the cars, just, uh, you know, like, headbutt a different dinosaur. And we've really, really demolished these things. And the fact that they still mostly hold up pretty well is, is astonishing. And I, I don't know if I could say the same for, like, the Jurassic World line. I feel like if I uh, threw them against the ground now, they'd
1: probably just shatter. Yeah, you know, we... I wasn't particularly rough with my toys. Like I wasn't like a Sid from Toy Story, right? Oh, like I wasn't no, no, not that out, like rough. strapping grenades, <laughs> right? But like yeah. like we like we definitely hung Jurassic Park cars from like the stairwell, you know, and if they fell, I mean, like they fell, you know, yeah. and they're still in great shape, you know. <sighs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I I uh, like I said I have mine here and I'm ready to go. So why don't we start with our top 5? Uh, okay. Let's let's uh hear yours.
1: Okay, so you want to do my five and then your five, right? Yes, like yeah. Okay, so my f- – let's make sure. One, two, three, four, <laughs> five. Yes, all right. So my fifth choice is the Series 2 uh, Ian Malcolm figure. Okay. All right, and what I liked about this one was uh, this was probably one of the last figures that I got back in uh, the 90s um, just because I think by the time these guys came out, my parents were like, you know, like, enough. Uh, we, we've bought you enough dinosaurs. Uh, and stuff you you got so many of them like we're, we're kind of done with that uh, but this one was great because i remember like saying like no no you don't understand i have to have an ian malcolm they don't have ian malcolm uh in the in the other line i, I have to have this one and what's great about this one this is like the first jurassic park figure that actually looks like the actor <laughs> um yeah yeah you're right <laughs> like you look at that and you are like unmistakable That's this him. This is this is Jeff Goldblum, right? Like this is a Jeff Goldblum action figure. This isn't a uh, an Ellie Satler uh, figure. This isn't um, a Robert Muldoon figure. This is a Jeff Goldblum, Ian Malcolm like action figure, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the card, unfortunately, they had stopped doing the illustrations, uh, which you know I'll, I'll get in maybe get into that a little bit later. But uh, the gun that he comes with is so ridiculous. Um, it reminds me kind of like in the book when they talk about how Muldoon wanted uh, heavy weapons to like manage the, the dinosaurs. And this gun is like, I, I can't even explain it. it- it's, it- it's like this big tranquilizer dart, I guess. Cause it's got like green and I guess ghostbusters was cool back in those days. So like, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's got almost like, it's like a plasma yeah. <laughs> backpack or something. Uh, but, uh, he comes with that baby Gallimimus, which I thought was as a little kid, I drew that little Gallimimus over and over and over. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, Unfortunately, that was the only Gallimimus I had until I was like in college. because uh, those were tough to get in my region, like the, the series two galleys. And, uh, so really, this little baby Gallimimus was the only Gallimimus I had for uh, my entire collection uh, for a really long time.
0: Yeah, I, I really like that one. And I love that Hammond or not Hammond <laughs> Malcolm figure. Uh, he's got like his nice, like, suit jacket on, he's got his JP badge. But you're right. that that pack and whatever the whatever that is it's insane and it doesn't exactly belong in a jurassic series but it it, you know that's the fun of these toys is they all come with something ridiculous and uh it, it makes it fun
1: yeah you know like i guess we should maybe note, like before we even go further is like these toys were in production long before like i think that shooting had even started so a lot of the the, the cards and the, the action figures and, like, even the dinosaurs were based off of, like, uh, the, the Crichton book. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you get into, like, some of the weapons and it's, like, th- these weapons did not exist in, in the movies whatsoever. Like, they had a few rifles or whatever no, um, yeah. in that shed. But, like, I, I want to say in the book they, they talked about, like, grenade launchers and... Uh, that chapter feels so weird in the book because they just start talking about all this nonsensical like Saturday morning cartoon uh, military weaponry uh, that, that it's like okay, this doesn't fit but for like toys like right when you're creating toys for kids, you're like, oh yeah, it's gonna be awesome to have yeah. uh, Alan grant with a net launcher like you know who <laughs> what kid doesn't want to play with that you know yeah. Yeah, but that, uh
0: yes. That's the fun in it though. You know, you, you have these crazy, crazy action, you know, backpacks and stuff. They all had some sort of crazy backpack. But I think that made it fun and, and it made the commercials really awesome because, you know, they would show like the the toy in action, you know, catching a dinosaur, or doing whatever it was doing. And it was always hilarious to look back on those things.
1: Oh my gosh. The commercials I remember like I remember seeing the movie and I didn't see the movie until um probably maybe a month or two out because uh i had been so scared by indiana jones uh temple <laughs> of doom like the heart sequence yeah and et uh when i was a kid and you know unbeknown i didn't know this that steven spielberg had directed all of those movies but like i remember like i remember someone saying like you know jurassic park's really really scary and i was like seven right so i'm thinking to myself okay i've been scared by movies movies before like E.T. literally terrified me as a child when he's, like, screaming <laughs> through that forest. Um, and so not wanting to experience that again, like, I didn't see Jurassic Park for, like, a really long time. So, yeah. like, it wasn't until, like, I had a bunch of toys first because I thought the toys were so great um, that I finally just, like, got the, the courage to see that movie. And, man, I'm, I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did. I really – you know, that movie, like, essentially, like, changed my life, right? Oh, of
0: course, yeah. Yeah, same here. And, and it, the funny thing is if – if they had seen the movie and replicated the, you know, the, the what the, the action thing to come with the figure, it would have been a flare for probably all the characters. <laughs> like, it maybe yeah, would have been exactly. like a flashlight and a headset for Ellie, or something like that. You know, uh, yeah. But a flare is not like exactly a fun toy to play with. You know, it would have been a tiny stick to put in their hands, but instead you get some crazy, like you said, Ghostbusters looking backpack. So I'll take that. That's more fun.
1: And those commercials, man, those commercials were so fun. Like they they just kind of like expanded that universe, right? Because we all Mm -hmm. know at the end of the movie, they all fly off and they never go back (laughs) to to Jurassic Park. But in the, in the commercials, it was like, oh, they've broken out and it's up to Alan Grant and Ellie Sattler to like get the (laughs) thrashing T-Rex back in its cage. And you were like, yes, this is the greatest thing ever.
0: Yeah. Here, take a listen. Let's see. Jurassic Park, where the giant dinosaurs live again. With all the excitement of the movie, look for the J.P. Mark only at Jurassic Park.
1: <laughs> oh, man. You know, and I remember, yeah, yeah, like, I, I still remember the catchphrase. It was, if it's not Jurassic Park, it's extinct. And I remember being, oh, this was terrible of me, but I remember being, like, a little brat at that point because I remember being, like – if someone was like, Oh, like I got this dinosaur toy, I'm like, Yeah, dude, but it's not Jurassic Park, so like yep. what of what of it? And that's such <laughs> a terrible thing to say, but I was seven, so I'm not gonna yeah. apologize.
0: Well, the thing was in my, you know, little Jurassic Park that I made, I would have my Jurassic Park dinosaurs front and center. And if I did I do have I still have them actually right here, a few of my older dinosaurs that didn't pertain to Jurassic, but they'd just kind of be in the background, you know, like they'd be like the ones off in the distance that, you know, Grant's looking at or whatever.
1: Yeah, I had, uh, like I I did, I did, you know what? I did have a Gallimimus. It was not a Jurassic Park Gallimimus, but I was so desperate to have one, um, that I did, I did have one off-brand toy in my entire collection. Uh, and you know what? It is what it is. I guess I'm contradicting myself now, but I knew I yeah. knew that it wasn't really Jurassic Park, and I I carried that shame with me until the day <laughs> that it got replaced.
0: Yeah, well, you you really can't replace these, like we said. So let me get into my number five here. Okay, um, and I'm going to kind of follow suit with you. Um, it's a it's a human figure, and this is the series two. Um, I'm going to say the white shirt Alan Grant. Um, oh, I love that one! I know this. This one is one of my favorites, um, and I know you know he's he's a little bit different looking. They, I think they updated the face just a tad, but you can't really tell from the previous blue shirt, which I also have. Yeah, um, but it doesn't exactly look like Sam Neil, but it, it's it's almost there. You know, it's it's
1: good enough. You know what was great about that one was he comes with a little stegosaur that yes. never had a baby up until – and this is so dumb. Like I'm a I'm a 31-year-old man talking about action <laughs> figures needing to have babies. But the the big stegosaur never had a baby hatchling, and that was the action figure where they finally gave it to you.
0: Yeah, I know. That's, that's one of the best parts about this whole like little combo. I mean it had – you had mentioned the net trapper. Um, so you put that thing on the backpack, and I, I didn't want to really capture that
1: little baby because it's so it's so cute. <laughs> did, now that one did come with the net trap as it well. It did, like yeah. With the blue shirt, okay.
0: Yeah, the blue shirt uh, did as well. And this one, you know, it came with a uh, a little bomb as well. Like seriously, a little nuclear bomb. <laughs> it's got a
1: nuclear sign on it, man. Like, <laughs> it's
0: crazy. They were using nuclear bombs in
1: Kenner's Jurassic Park like
0: world. Yeah. It's, it's a really awesome little bomb, too. I mean, it looks super cool. It's got all these, like, spikes around the edges and stuff. But in what world does that make sense? None, I guess. But that's part of the fun. In what um, world
1: can you... You can't go to the store today and buy a toy that comes with a nuclear bomb.
0: <laughs> no. Like, Not at that's, all. Yeah. So I, I mean, you I, can't even get something with, like, a net
1: trapper on the back. Like, that.
0: that's... The, it's just, like, just a toy. And some... Yeah. Usually, like, uh, I have a few Star Wars ones from the new line... And it'll come with like, you know, the, the to figure and then maybe one little, you know, a, uh, you know, attachment of some sort or or thing that really doesn't even make any sense pertaining to the character whatsoever. Like, I don't even know what to do with them. I think there are things that you need to combine with other ones, but I don't even know. It's, it doesn't make sense. You can't like play with it. These at least you could play with. I could play with that little bomb. I could use that in some sort of scenario. I could use that, you know, net trapper.
1: Yeah, 100 percent. You know, uh, I remember, um, I remember having that little bomb and being like, you know, I, I can't believe like, cause the-, the bomb makes zero sense whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. But like, I remember like coming with scenarios where like, maybe like Nedry had the bomb or whatever and like blew oh, open the yeah. gates or whatever like that. And, yeah. uh, yeah, like it just the-, the toys were crazy back in those days. And I look at like, there's no human figures, right? We all complain. There's no human figures anymore with, uh, the Jurassic Park, or the Jurassic World toys, right? And I think, like, well, Kenner was doing it right back in the day. They were giving you a dinosaur. And, like, was it superposable? No, and it was really small, but it made sense in that story uh, that like kids were maybe trying to tell uh, at mm-hmm. home. And I feel like if they would just, like, like kind of like what they did with the Owen Grady motorcycle, like, if they could just package, like, a character with every uh, basher dinosaur or biter, or whatever they're called uh, nowadays, but, mm-hmm. like, you know, I got a ceratopsor, but how awesome would it have been to like pay an extra dollar or two to get the ceratopsor with uh Claire or something like that, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it, it would make much more sense because all you have is is a dinosaur and no story to tell. You know, you you maybe you take you'd have to take something from like Star Wars if you got that, you know, for your birthday. You would have to play with that as well. You'd be like it'd be like Ray up against a little, you know, velociraptor.
1: Kids these days in their video games, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can. That's the thing. Video games now you can combine all these different characters and play whoever you want. So yeah. maybe maybe it works for them, but I wanted to play with, you know, Jurassic Park humans, Jurassic Park vehicles, and Jurassic Park dinosaurs, and, and that's it. And and this this Alan Grant here, specifically this white shirt one. Now I had the I had the blue one, like I said, but the white one. Something was special about him. I don't know why. Maybe it just because. It was, it was, like, the first different outfit, you know, uh, for the character. And it was awesome. And uh, this is something that me and my cousin would fight over. Like, you'd, 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 like, line up your toys, all your characters, all the dinosaurs, and kind of, like, you know, like you're playing dodgeball. You'd pick, you know, you go, I go, you go, I go. And this white shirt Grant was always one of those ones where we kind of argued over who would get it. That's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, these figures... They've got very small amounts of articulation. The heads barely move. Um, The arms, you know, they they spin and the legs spin a little bit, but that's it. And that's good. I think that's good.
1: Yeah, so let me ask you this. So, like, the argument these days always comes down to, even in dinosaur toys, right, comes down to articulation. Would you rather have an articulated toy that looked like basically... Uh, some kind of robot with a bunch of nuts and bolts in their knees and their waist and all that stuff. Or would you rather have a toy like this where it was just like, you know, his legs, uh, you know, come up like at a right position and his head turns and his arms move. Like,
0: this is all I want. You know, like all I want him to do is go from a standing position to a seated position. Like that's it. Legs straight, arms basically straight, the only thing is this, this Grant has like a curled arm you know, he's, he's like, he's kind of like bent at the elbow, Yeah, yeah. one yeah. of them but that's all I want, I just want this small amount of articulation you know, basically four points here and you know, there's like little peg holes in the, in the feet, just in case you wanted to you know, put it on something but that's all I need, I don't need this crazy movement and like you said, they look like little robots or you know, some sort of crazy looking figure with all these different joints it just doesn't look smooth
1: Right. Right. Yeah. And that's what I was always about. I was always about like the less see, ah, I don't know, man. Cause just, I feel like kid, you know, kids these days or, or even adults, like in, in high end, like collectible figures, they want like all the articulation so they can put it in their own pose. And I feel like, you know, there are companies like Hot Toys, uh, you know, that, that create these like one, six scale figures. And I think, uh, you know, the company that did that, uh, that big, breakout t-rex is actually doing like a six scale owen they've got all the points of articulation you could ever possibly need um and that's kind of like a high-end thing but like for like a kid's toy it needed to stand and it needed to sit in the car and (laughs) it had like two jobs and that was that you know
0: exactly yeah, that's all I needed, and these things worked perfectly. They they sat when I wanted them to. They stood when I wanted to, them to. I could use their arms to lean against something if they weren't standing exactly right. Um, but they're perfect, you know, and they're good size. You know, I like this size. I think eventually they, um, for the Jurassic Park three, I believe. I, I honestly, I didn't even get any Jurassic Park three toys. Um, but I think they shrunk them down a little bit, and the same yeah, thing goes for say- that. Um, I think you know they came out with the one Owen figure. Just recently, and I think that's a little bit smaller if I'm if I'm judging it correctly. I'm not sure. I was gonna but, say,
1: were you on strike at Jurassic Park three? Because when they shrunk those humans yeah. down, I was like, no, this exactly. is not happening.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that was the thing. Whether they're good toys or not, I honestly don't even know. It's a it's about the size, and they they shrunk them down, and I really hated that. And the the same kind of goes for for a lot of new figures today, like uh like the few Star Wars ones that I have. They're tiny. And, and I don't know, I don't think I can beat them up the same way I would with, with this guy.
1: Yeah. You know, like for a while, like my collection, my collection, like the photos are floating around out there online, but like, um, for a while I was like, oh, I'm only going to do the two Spielberg movies. Like, I'm not going to invest in Jurassic Park three. Cause you know, Jurassic Park three came out at a time where I was, uh, I want to say maybe early high school. And at that point it was like, you know, look, Aaron, you're, you got your own money now. Like we're not we're not buying you a bunch of like toys and stuff. So (laughs) it was like, okay, they're not the same size. They don't go with my stuff. And I also don't have very much money. Like I would much rather like put gas in my car and like go cruise around or whatever. But, (laughs) um, so Jurassic Park three got lost. And then when Jurassic world came out, I was like, yeah, I'm going to stick with it. I'm gonna stick with the Spielberg ones, you know, and I'm just going to have those two. And then I, I, got a um a credit on that movie and i was like okay how do you work on a jurassic movie and not buy all the toys that's not gonna happen yeah so jurassic park 3 is like the big hole in my collection but that's all right
0: yeah i i guess that's the only reason because you'd see those things on the shelf and know that they were small so i i never got into them because i i just have so much love for this size figure for some reason i guess because of these
1: toys I got a couple, just a couple of like, I think I got the Alpha Raptor because I thought that design was kind of, I look at it and I'm like, eh, that's maybe not my favorite, which by the way, no one, I listened to the episode about the favorite Raptors, I'm sorry, the Lost World Raptor, way better than all the <laughs> other ones. You guys are crazy that that's the last, that's the last place Raptor. That one was great. You guys are all nuts. It was,
0: it was really great. I, I, I had, I don't remember my exact uh, list. I think I had the original one at, at the top, I believe. Um, but but yeah, those Lost World ones are so intense. But uh, I-, I love those.
1: You know, it was was crazy. about the Lost World was that the way they marketed it or whatever, and this isn't the toys and in the movie. I always assumed that the color change was that those were the males. Mm-hmm. That like because there was no there was no males on the first island, right? So, um, I always assumed that like the brightly colored ones or whatever were the males, and then like the ones like the darker ones were the females. And then Jurassic Park three kind of. Throws that out the list, and you're like, "Well, wait, like, why?" I I never looked at Dur- at Lost World as being different. I always looked at him as being like the the males or the boys or you know whatever. Um, but maybe that was just me. I don't know. Maybe I just read too much into it.
0: Yeah, I think uh, there's a lot of different opinions, but it, I think it all just you know goes down to different different breeds, you know, whatever. It's uh, it's not it's not like uh it's going to cause too much of an issue with your cannon or anything like that. So I think you just, as long as you look at them as different breeds, different islands, everything's all right. And, and especially, I guess when you compare two to three, there's a, a lot of differences and you don't see, I don't believe you see anything resembling those, those lost world ones. But no, um, you don't, but you know, it, it is what it is. You know, it, I, I'm going to just say that there's different breeds, especially because they were allowed to breed on their own.
1: Yeah, you know, and I think even like the book touches on that is that that they they find they find out that raptors have been breeding the whole time, and they they realize that uh, they're all a little different. And I mm-hmm. and I want to say it was almost like because they were becoming more like purebred or like reverting back to. I could be mistaken on this, so like sorry people, <laughs> I, I I you know if I'm getting this wrong, but I just want to say it was because it was like they weren't the ones being created in the lab that they were different looking. Um, and I want to say that even the alpha raptor in Jurassic. Park the book at the end in the cave has a blue stripe, like blue. Uh, so that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, you know, but, I, uh, uh, I I kind of like to think that it all dwindles down to that that saying. I, I guess you know, Chris Pratt said in Jurassic World, like, you don't know what kind of uh, dinosaurs they're cooking up in that lab. You know, I think there was some yeah. some work going on on the Isle on Sorna, and you know, caused all these different breeds and there was probably more going on than everybody knew about
1: oh yeah for sure and i think you know that scene in in uh the fourth jurassic where masrani is talking to uh woo you know that's th- there's a there's almost a scene exactly like it where he's talking to hammond and he's essentially he treats them like batches like batch one batch two you know and like mm-hmm. batch one has got this little bit of a, a concoction and batch two has this little you know difference in it so you know it was like as the park was progressing and they were gonna to have to keep replicating these animals, um, they were gonna change over time anyway, because they were constantly like updating them like software yeah. almost, you know? Yeah,
0: exactly. And how can you I mean, you can't really guarantee the way they're gonna come out anyway. Can you? I don't right. know. Right. You know? Well no, mix, and I think you can mix uh, them up with all these different DNA characteristics, but I guess you can't guarantee the way they'll look on the in the end.
1: Yeah, for sure. But uh, no. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> which, I mean, I could go on and on for I, Oh, um, I know, the, I know. The, it's the discrepancies it's so in those movies, but uh, yeah, it's so easy to go anyway. on
0: tangents. But um, where were we? Yeah. So that was my number five, uh, white shirt Alan Grant from series two. Uh, so what's your number four?
1: All right. So my number four. Man, I feel like a non-purist at this point. My number four is the uh, the <laughs> capture cruiser. Uh, wow. from series two, the, the dino trackers. Now I never had one of these as a kid. Um, my story for this toy is that, uh, I had kind of one year over, uh, I want to say summer break. I was home from college and, uh, I was cleaning out a room or clean out whatever. And I didn't really realize, like, I, I knew I liked Jurassic park, right? Like I knew I loved it. I knew it was like my thing, but I just didn't know like the sheer amount of stuff I had. So like, um, I decided I was like, well, I'm going to go through and kind of like consolidate it all, right? And uh, a buddy of mine stopped over the house one day and he was like, dude, you got a lot of this stuff. And I was like, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. Um, I just keep finding things like, you know, in drawers and under the bed and like whatever. And he goes, he goes, dude, I got something for you. And he goes home and he comes back and he gives me his capture cruiser. I'm like, dude, no, oh. like like you don't understand like that that's like a that's a collector's item um he's like no no he's like dude it's broken I'm like dude even if it's broken like you can't <laughs> I, I can't just take this from me he's like no dude he's like it is going to get destroyed at my house like even worse than it is now um and I was like oh my gosh like that like that friendship right like that's a good friend who's just gonna give you this toy that I think yeah. on eBay these things go for a good amount of money um yeah I haven't And looked he just recently. gave it to me <laughs> as a fan you know uh yeah but uh, he just gave it to me just being a huge fan. And so that, that's my story with that one. And what I like about this toy is it goes along the lines of, like, the whole Kenner wanting to, like, expand that universe um, kind of in their own toy line. Uh, and it's not, you know, it's not the Red Stripe Jeep, which is is obviously a classic. But what I liked about this one was if there were – I always pictured the Jeeps with the Red Stripe as kind of being, like, the uh, – like the veterinary kind of unit, right? Like I just mm-hmm. need to get out there quickly and I just need to like maybe take care of something, okay? But like the capture cruiser was like, all right, down to business. We are gonna yeah. get these things captured. And I I always pictured it in my head being like kind of like that first Humvee in the Lost World that comes up <laughs> over that hill <laughs> yeah. and just like smashes into the ground. Um, like this was a toy that had I, had I been seven years old and, and actually had this, uh, this would have been one that just probably would have gotten so beat up um you know because I thought the dino trackers were like a great or like a great thing when when they announced that that was kind of going to be the role of Chris Pratt. I was like, oh my gosh like they 're doing it they're they 're bringing this Kennerverse to life <laughs> on screen like this is like seven year old me sitting at my desk uh twenty nine or thirty years old at this point like was like screaming in my you know inside
0: yeah yeah there 's something about uh, that specific vehicle, I uh, I actually have that one, um, and I still have it, but let's just say it um, it looks like it kind of like drove off a cliff, lost a bunch of its parts, and then it exploded and blew up, and it's on fire, so it's pretty destroyed at this point. I actually have it upstairs in my garage. Um, I, I recently brought a bunch of my toys back home, and uh, I still haven't cleaned that thing out yet because it's still, it's just like a mess, like I said, um, but that thing was amazing the 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 net capabilities
1: the the fact that the roof came off it was so cool oh the see oh dude that's awesome like i you know i was older by the time he gave me this right so like when he gave me this i was just treating it as like a collector's item yeah, right? so yeah. like i never bothered to like really like get down with it and like figure out like you know what what was meant because some things you would think you broke it but mm-hmm. you didn't no yeah you know <laughs> like so like uh that's awesome that the roof came off that's so great.
0: Yeah, sitting right next to me I have that little roof um and one of one of the arms for the net thrower.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I want to say the one he gave me the 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 hinge for the net thrower on one side was like snapped off but I was like dude wow. I don't have one of these. So like if you if you're really like you're not going to take money for this like I'll give you money for this. No no, no he's like that's okay. Wow. I'm like man you're the best.
0: Yeah, that's the thing you can hope for is like you'll somebody will just gift you these things, or you go to you know a yard sale or something like that and just find you know a giant collection of Jurassic Park toys and get super lucky. But um, some of these things are super rare, and that's that's one of the more awesome vehicles for sure.
1: Yeah, I feel like as you get towards like series two, and you know, it's just because I think series two were normally like. You know, if the stories still had a bunch of back stock of series one, they weren't going to order series two or whatever. So like only certain stories, I feel like had them, Um, Hmm. you know, like, like the series two stuff was really limited where I was at or my parents just didn't want to get them for me. Like (laughs) I said, my mom one day, you
0: didn't go down those aisles.
1: Yeah, we just didn't go down those aisles, right? Like, I remember, I remember sending my mom a uh, a photo of an eBay Gallimimus in the box one day, and I was like, "See, mom, do you see what you denied your child? This thing <laughs> could have paid for like a down payment on like a car or something ridiculous." <laughs> and she was like, "Yeah, whatever. You were seven. I wasn't yeah. gonna buy you another one. You yeah, had enough." Yeah, you
0: can't predict it, you know. It. Yeah, I was just thinking about it while like preparing this list that I wish I was like my age now, where I could just kind of go down the aisle and just really like as long as I had enough money for that week I just throw throw enough in there and just be good but uh, you know that's not the case and it's it's a shame we uh, just kind of watched a lot of these sit on the pegs and never took them home
1: yeah it is what it is man so uh, what is your number four
0: my number four is actually the um, series one velociraptor Um, I like this thing I I was kind of talking about it before and we were talking about the posability and all that stuff And I like it because it's so simple. You know, it's Mm -hmm. it looks great. I I think it it kind of, you know, it it's a little different than what we see in the movies, but it well represents a Velociraptor. Um, It's scary. You know, it's got the sickle claws. It's got you know the arms look fantastic. They're tiny, and they're posed correctly. Um, The teeth are scary. They don't look goofy like um, like some of the Raptors do now um right the eyes are scary that i love the i love the paint scheme even though it's a little bit different um but i love these just these little movements i'm playing with it right here you know it, it has the little the little head bob and and um you know the snap of, of the teeth there um i love that and i love the posability that you can just kind of set it on your desk or wherever i was at the time and just you know let it sit there until i was ready to play with it um but i think it's also a great size compared to the humans I think it's a pretty accurate representation of, like, how they were in the films. You know, compared to Grant right now, it's about the same height as him. And, uh, yeah, I think it's a perfect representation, and it's absolutely one of my favorites, number four at least.
1: Yeah, you know, I like that one because I feel like like when we were kids, it was like everybody, you know, if you were going to get – if you're at the store, right. As an adult and you're going to buy a kid like for a birthday and you got to keep in mind, these things were like $5 back I in know. the day, you know? Yeah. So like if you're going to get a kid, a birthday gift or, or whatever, and you don't really maybe know the kid that well, like you were maybe just like invited to their, to their house for like a, a class birthday or whatever. And you were like, well, I'm going to get this kid a Jurassic park toy. I feel like the Raptor was like the classic one that Perfect. you like yeah. would get them. Perfect. So when we would have, when I would have friends over, and we would, we would play with these toys. It was like, we almost had like our pack of Raptors, <laughs> which, you know, was like, just like in the movie and you could like stand them up and you could like put them like in almost like a, I don't know why we thought maybe this was the case, but like we put them like in a, a V like type positioning, like, uh-huh. like a flying V like, like birds, <laughs> right? Like, cause that's what, uh, supposedly was, was the case in the, in those movies. Or I shouldn't <laughs> say supposedly it's, it's pretty much scientific fact at this point, but, uh-huh. uh, you know, at that time, that was a pretty revolutionary idea. Um, so we would just, like, stand them up, like, in a V position, right? And, yeah. And they we're going to attack or break out of, uh, break out of like, the, com- the compound or something like that. But, mm. uh, yeah, that's a that's a classic toy. And all the innards, all the mechanics are, like, inside, right? So other than the head being on the hinge, any action that that toy does, like, you don't see it. There's no button. No, um, yeah.
0: If, there's just, know, like, a little uh, bit of squeezing going on, but that's about it.
1: Yeah, but like, like visually, you can't see, like a, its not like a big button on the side. No, you know? no, yeah,
0: yeah. Like the new Raptors have that, like light up, glowing, you know, flesh-looking part on the side. Oh, you know, I it, hate that so much. And the mouth is is posed like open, fully, like most of the time. And this one, at least, you could choose. Like you could kind of do a little snap. You could uh, pose it the way you want. You could you can make this thing like do a split with its legs and and do something ridiculous. This was an awesome toy. And I, like you said, you could kind of get a bunch of them and just like have a little pack of them. And it was perfect. I it's like, yeah, for sure. You know, like I said, there's so many different toys on this list uh, of, of not even on our list, but just overall it's impossible to kind of include them all. But this one had to at least get on the list. And I very well could have put any of these, to be honest, like, at number one and this one is one of those for sure
1: yeah i mean obviously if you were to if you come to me i I was putting my my list together and at first like i said i was like oh this will be easy yeah if you come to me in a week i will have a completely different list (laughs) um you know i should mention that this this one you're talking about um is the first one that's got one of these that on our list anyway that we're talking about is the first one that we're talking about that has the uh the illustration like collector card that would come with it yeah um And that illustrator according to i want to get my source right here okay uh the dinosaur toy forum okay i looked up this artist uh illustrator's name is brian franzak okay and he i guess is a he's a he's a famous paleo artist um i didn't specifically know this um i don't follow paleo art that much um but i've seen some of his other work and so he did like the first like run of these collector cards and uh from what i could tell from like kind of like the making of he was kind of given like ideas like by kenner as to what to do and a lot of these cards are like where i feel like the expanded universe or like the kennerverse kind of started
0: yeah um exactly
1: because there would be there would be like imagery that was wasn't in the movie um maybe it was in the book uh and maybe it was just something that they they thought was compositionally like scary or kind of cool looking um most of my cards survived i was able to keep them like in sleeves and stuff i might have mm. lost a couple here and there but uh yeah so that's the first one on our list that actually has that uh that illustrator and you know i just want to give that guy a shout out because you know his artistry like inspired me as a kid to like tell my own stories uh outside of what i saw on screen or, or whatever uh, yeah and that one with the raptor is particularly cool because awesome. you know you're he's like yeah, he's, like, looking down the aisle, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, there's, like, that hall, a dark hallway with some lights above him, and it looks like uh, Grant and Ellie are at the end, and, yeah, this thing's going in for the attack.
1: Yeah, right, right. It's really, really cool.
0: Yeah, I, um, I, it's, it's just, like, the start of them, you know, because they're they all come with, you know, some sort of card, and whether you got the, you know, the original, you know, artwork like this or you got the movie versions, they're all really awesome.
1: Yeah, they're all great. And what was cool about those was that the numbers didn't duplicate. So um, now there were the tops like trading cards back in those days uh, that were kind of just like any movie in the 80s and 90s had like trading cards or whatever mm. that you could get. But these were like their own spe- specific set. So kind of like I want to say like Disney Infinity does this today. Um, they give uh, like collector cards uh, with their figures. And I think Sky, I was, we were into the toys to life gaming for uh, about a year or so. And uh, they also give you collector cards, but these ones having the number on them almost made you feel like as a kid, like, well, I've got one and three. What's toy number two. (laughs) You know, I gotta, I gotta find toy number two. I gotta have that card. And even if the toy wasn't that great, you know, the, the artistry on the cards were fantastic. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And this, I mean, it gives you a little bit of stats and stuff on the back, like the size of it, the weight, what it eats and everything. And it was so cool as a kid to kind of have that little baseball card of, of what this dinosaur was. And, you know, just the ability to learn more, I think was, was great for kids.
1: Yeah. And kind of to that point, you know, we were talking a little bit before we started talking about the toys, just about how, um, like for me, my obsession, especially at work and and just in my life in general, but like my obsession with Jurassic park is, uh, it's almost become like to the point where it's like a character, right? Like, Mm -hmm. When I was in college, I was like, yeah, like, you know, I'm, I'm the guy, if you've got any questions about that stuff, like, sure, whatever. But, like, as I get older and just, like, don't care what people think about me, like, I almost play it up like a character at this point. It's gotten to be so outrageous and ridiculous that, like... You know, everyone thinks I know a ton about dinosaurs. Most of my knowledge comes from the back of those cards. <laughs> uh, so, like, if dress, if if Kenner didn't produce a toy, I probably don't know how to say the name or, like, you know, uh, or too much more about that di- particular dinosaur.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right. They, a lot of our knowledge is limited to these movies, um, but these things are, are particularly awesome and it like this one right here i'm actually looking at it right now it says it's you know easily distinguished by its low narrow head it's also had sharp sickle shaped claws so it gives you all these pertinent information that you need to kind of impress your friends
1: yeah um I mean, just even like saying those names, I know there's, there's kind of this joke and they even make the joke in the, in the book. It's like, you know, yeah, if you're, if you're over the age of like 10, you have no idea like how to say this stuff. And it's like, yeah. well, seven and eight year olds back in 1993 had Kenner Jurassic Park cars that taught you exactly how to say those names. Cause they had the mm-hmm. pronunciations, they had the diet. They um, think some of the dinosaurs even had like nicknames yeah. on them. Yeah. So yeah. This, it, it this was, was good stuff predator. back in those days. Yeah. <laughs> Oh nice, nice, yeah, nice. Yeah.
0: So that's my uh, that's my number four. Um, I think it's an amazing toy, but uh what's your number three? All right, so my number
1: three is the series one Robert Muldoon. And awesome. so I I was torn, right? I, cause there's two Robert Muldoons. There's a series one and there's a series two. Mm-hmm. Now the series two I feel like looks a little more like the actor. Um but series one had kind of like closer to the outfit that he yeah. wore in the movie, like the the yellow and the browns and stuff like that. So so I, I ultimately went with uh series one. Uh and what I like about this character is that uh again he comes with the Brian Fran I hope I'm saying his name correctly, uh Brian Franzak uh illustration mm-hmm. card where it's it's just like his legs, uh, but he's like surrounded by a bunch of like little baby tyrannosaurs, which like again not being in the movie uh that's like a really cool image right you're like man i, I wish that was in a movie like that it would be really cool to see uh maybe like owen surrounded by like some baby raptors or something like that you know uh you know early on in his career with uh with Masrani or whatever um but the toy itself um i chose it because i feel like he was he was basic and i and i think that's kind of the theme of like some of our favorites were that you know, his arms, very, you know, straight and stiff. His legs, mm-hmm. very straight and stiff. Um, You know, they're not, he's not posed at all. And I feel like he was kind of the ultimate toy, like hero-ish, you know, to be like, yeah, he can, like, drive the Jeep. Because he has two arms that stick out straight in front of him. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and he comes with, like, kind of, he comes with a, is it a rocket launcher? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. I, I can't see this uh, too large. I should say that I am on uh, jptoys.com. Of course, yeah. Uh, we're both kind of referencing. <laughs> Are we referencing the same website? Okay, cool. Yeah, I just. Yeah, I mean, I got to give those guys a shout out. So if you haven't been there, uh, you should definitely check it out. Um, but because uh, they've got like a database of uh, any like Kenner and Hasbro based toys, not too much of the other merchandise, but uh, th- these guys definitely know their stuff. But uh, yeah, and then he comes with a baby Tyrannosaur,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: which. um. Again, never mentioned in the movie. Uh there was never a tyrannosaur hatchling in the book, but gosh darn it, they decided to they give you a baby tyrannosaur with a toy and it was you know, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I actually I really love this figure. Um and and you're right, he was kinda like the the coolest dude. He looked tough. You know, he was that guy that you threw into the Jeep who was going to save the day or do whatever. He's got his awesome like belt going down his shorts and uh that knife on the side of his leg. He is uh, a complete awesome character.
1: You know, he is like what, you know, we were talking about how, man, I wish they would just re- redo these molds for these new movies. Mm-hmm. This is the Owen Grady figure, like, that yeah, we all, because, yeah. I mean, he's got the same getup, right? Like, oh,
0: well, maybe he's got short.
1: This yeah, got just short, give him some pants, but, uh, because
0: these shorts look ridiculous.
1: <laughs> yeah, swap out some Ian Malcolm legs, and we're good to go. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah you know, like, if you could, like, almost repaint this guy. Um, he's pretty darn close to Yeah, you're right. He, Owen does. Grady. he
0: does kind of look like him too, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's my number 3. All right. We're moving so. on to your number my 3, number right? My number
0: 3, yeah. Actually, I'm going to go a little bit of a different route here. Um, let me just grab my number 3 at the moment. And there's a few of them. So <laughs> My number 3 is as you were discussing with the ones that came along with all the humans is all the baby dinosaurs or the, the hatchlings, these things. Oh yeah, for sure. I love these hatchlings. Like they, they are so cool. And I, I think they were kind of necessary. Like you said, they, you never had those little, you know, baby ones before, but now we do, you know, we have, I don't honestly, I don't know which one came with which at this point, I've got a whole bunch of them in my hand and like let's talk about that stegosaurus for instance um that thing is just so cool and it's the cutest darn thing there is um and and it's so awesome to kind of have these little figures like all lined up and you know you'd put them in a certain part of your your own little park um i love this little brachiosaurus i forget who that came with um but that thing is so awesome um let's see what else do i have i have the the stegosaurus the brachiosaurus i have a little dilophosaurus um, they're not standing up. I have a T Rex, but it's different than the the one that you were just looking at with
1: Muldoon. Which one which what T Rex you do you this have right is, now?
0: It's like a grayish color with a green stripe on its back.
1: I think that's the Ian Malcolm Lost World one. Yeah, that's a that's actually a really nice uh little mold. Yeah. Um that looks pretty darn close to what I think a baby T Rex would look like. Mm-hmm. Um you know, barring the one from like the movie of course. But Yeah, it definitely uh, yeah, looks one was more really good. like that. And it, it has the cast, right? Um, no, this does it. Oh yeah, you're right. It does. <laughs> it's got a, it's got a yeah. little cast like molded right onto that leg. It yeah. does. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's got a few little bars on there. Um, it looks more like a T-Rex than the the Muldoon would. The, the Muldoon would kind of looks a little messy. It's like a little oddly shaped and the teeth look super goofy. This one at least has, has a good set of teeth on it, even though it's mouth's closed.
1: Yeah, you know, that's why when I was debating between the Series 1 and the Series 2, that T-Rex is not my favorite. Um, I, the Series 2 uh, Moldoon with the little raptor, that raptor is on point. Uh, whoever was in charge of, of molding that like and designing that one, uh, that little raptor guy, it, they did a fantastic job with that one. Um, I mean, we're talking a two-inch little piece of plastic toy, but the artistry that they were able to get – into that particular toy was great. Um, the same with that stegosaurus you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it looks like a baby stegosaurus. Like yeah. I guess what I would imagine. Like nowadays today, they oh, they don't God. put they don't bother with the detail in no, some of these smaller figures. But um, yeah, the detail
0: is there. All these like um, the, what do you call them? The little spikes that are coming out the back the plates, yeah. they just look, they've got all little spots on them, they've got the, the lines and different textures on there, and it's got spots all over the the body, it has, you know, the eyes painted, everything's great, it's painted really well, and it's got the JP logo on there, and a lot of that stuff um, would be missing today, I know they did come out with a bunch of little toy lo- toys for Jurassic World, but they, they didn't have the detail that these things have, you know, I, like this Brachiosaurus, it's, it's an awesome cool, like teal kind of greenish blue and it's it's got like a nice smile on it it has got the foot you know standing up in the front it, it's just so cool and uh, there's like a little tronodon here um i also have a one of my favorites is the pachycephalosaurus it's got this awesome little stance that it's in and its head head is down ready for action um the coloring is so oh yeah that's so a great cool. one yeah the coloring is yeah. great it's got the red head with like the white white dome Um, and you know, the green and the green stripes and then the, the Triceratops one is so awesome as well. I, like I said, I don't know. Uh, these all didn't probably, they all came from different lines, maybe even the lost world as well. But, but since they all came with somebody, you know, I kind of included them all together, but they're all so awesome.
1: Yeah, you know, you, you mentioned the the smaller ones that they have. Are you talking about, like, the for, for Jurassic World, are you talking about the ones that, like, come, like, in a tube or, like, in, like, a little baggie or something yeah, they, like that? Yeah,
0: I think they came in, like, small bags. You know, they're not the standard that these are at.
1: Yeah, and you know what's interesting about this, and this just goes to, like, the – uh, like, almost as, like, like, praise for, like, the detail they put into these toys in the 90s was that – these hatchling dinosaurs that came with the series one and series two stuff they look like baby versions of the bigger counterparts right Mm -hmm. so like when you look at this you're like oh like if this is a saturday morning cartoon um this is like the baby it's it's a little guy it's got a bigger head than its body it's got like bigger eyes it's it's maybe a little dopey is a bad word right but like (laughs) like a bad word to describe it but like it maybe looks like it's like a little wobbly on its uh on its feet or whatever, um, kind of playing up to the fact that it's a baby. And then you have today, these Jurassic world, like these really small ones, they're just small versions of like an adult dinosaur. I feel like if that makes any sense, right? Like,
0: yes, you look exactly.
1: at ducks today, you can tell, you can tell even just by looking at the head, right. Of a, of a baby duck and an adult duck, you can tell which one is which, Yeah, you know, and you could, I feel like you could do that in the nineties with these particular like little exactly, minifigures. yeah
0: and they're solid you know they're they're a great little toy they're not a piece of junk like and they stand up you know they stand up pretty well most of these ones I think you know some of them are a little a little tough like the Dilophosaurus kind of keeps falling over but but they're great like the Toronodon standing up let's say the Pachy is standing perfectly and the, let's try the Rex standing perfectly so the only one that's having an issue is uh, this uh, dilophosaurus
1: yeah the dilophosaurus never stood up very well
0: yeah I don't know it keeps falling over but these I I had to put these at number three Um, like I said some of them are kind of mixed in with the lost world ones but overall I think the hatchlings from this initial line are so cool And, and my favorite being that stegosaurus
1: you know I remember as a kid it was like if I had to go somewhere and it was like oh man I can't take like all my Jurassic Park dinosaurs but I can fit a few of these hatchlings in my pocket, you know, um, and and just make stuff up in the car or whatever. Um, yeah, the fantastic little little sculpts they would yeah. give you, and they just don't do that today, which is unfortunate.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at them right here, and yeah, the the Brachiosaurus came with Harpoon Harrison, one of the Dino Trackers. That one is another one of my favorites. Just the the quality of it, the look of it. Um, I had let's see, let's look at Jaws Jackson here. He um. Yeah, he came with the, the, the Dallaphosaurus. It's kind of like orange with a black stripe, and it's got the red accents. or They look kind of pink now, but yeah. So right, these, for sure. These yeah. things, this first line, I, I, I loved having these uh, during that Jurassic Park toy line from Series 1 and 2 because, like you said, they, they we needed that different size scope because we had the big ones, the really big ones, and then maybe the medium-sized ones, but these little ones, they needed their own little space, and they were great to have along
1: yeah you know you talk about scope and i feel like that's another thing that the toy and i i understand it right like maybe the toy market is down a little bit today because kids just got so much going on with like their ipads and mm-hmm. uh, i say this like i'm like a hundred years old like i've got an yeah, ipad like I'm these not... days <laughs> yeah exactly right but like <laughs> i feel like when i was a kid and you go to the store it was like you, you know the t-rex was big because t-rexes are big you know mm-hmm. and the uh the raptor was a small toy because raptors are smaller than a t-rex right and like now it's like you go to the store for jurassic world and it's like oh there's the big indominus rex there's the middle sized indominus rex and there's the uh small indominus rex and Mm -hmm. that's really i think to hit like maybe like price points right like well the kid wants an indominus rex um but i can't like afford the like the 60 dollar one or the 50 dollar one so i'll maybe like you know, and I don't want to get them the the small like ten dollar one, So maybe I'll like settle here in the middle and, and do the twenty dollar one or whatever like that. And yeah. I, I understand that as a as a business perspective, but um, you know, something about being a kid and just like maybe being terrified that like you were never gonna have a Tyrannosaurus Rex or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and there I'm sure there are kids out there that didn't have that. Um, you yeah. know, uh that that were really into Jurassic Park and and it just boiled down to he was just too expensive. You know, and and that's too bad. Like, but that's unfortunately the way it was in the nineties, you know?
0: Yeah. I think that's the problem today. They, what they need to do is offer different options. You know, there's a few options, but like you said, you know, you had one size, really. I mean, there was maybe a few that kind of had their, their, like the smaller T-Rex or whatever, but, but you really only had one version of that dinosaur and it's great to have all these different options, like the different, um, You know, you had the big T-Rex, you had the smaller, you know, uh, velociraptors and stuff like that. You also had the electronic ones, which you could, you know, purchase as well. But they were all different. So at least there was variation. At least, you know, today there's not a lot of, uh, you know, a ton of variation. Like you said, there's this one, this one, and this one. They're all the same dinosaur, but they're different sizes. It's very confusing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, look, I'm not trying to, like, harp on Hasbro. I think, like, some of those things in – Hasbro obviously has – you know they've got so many things going on. Star Wars is obviously yeah. their number one, yeah, right? You guys have talked, yeah. You guys have talked about it here um, on the podcast that you know Star Wars obviously who is not going to invest all their resources in Star Wars, right? Mm. Like there is zero blame whatsoever for that. Um, mm. And I think like the ankylosaur toy uh, for Jurassic World is is awesome. Like it, I feel like it fits with the Kenner line. Um, you know, the, uh, the seretosaur toy is another great one, right? It's got this great nod to, uh, Jurassic Park three and operation Genesis with, I mean, you guys even mentioned it here with the red head, you know, like that's such a, a, a cut for fans, right? Um, but yeah, it's just whatever Kenner, whatever Kenner was doing back in those days was, was, was absolutely fantastic. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think they just need to take a little bit of a cue hopefully for the next set of, uh, toys that come out, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll have to see, I guess.
1: Yeah, we'll see where that franchise goes. I have no idea. No, know. nobody knows. <laughs> yeah, but uh all right. So does that bring me to my number two? Uh, yes, yes. All right. Let me look here. at My number two. and My number one. I want to make sure because I, I yeah, feel like I'm making. S- a you might bold switch them up, right? <laughs> I feel like I'm making a bold statement by saying that the electronic Tyrannosaurus Rex is my number two. Ooh. Um. Yeah. Right. Like blasphemy maybe (laughs) uh no but so and here's here's why for me uh that this is number two now i'm seven years old 1990s you know is toys r us this target didn't have toys uh you know there was no walmart in in the detroit area of michigan uh in 1993 uh you know so it was toys r us or it was nowhere and for from june from 93 until december of 93 i knew i knew the shape of that well it was a box right so i obviously wasn't that smart on that end it was a box but i knew the size of that box i knew that the front window you could like reach inside that box and like there was like a hole right Mm -hmm. you could test out that tyrannosaur and i remember you know under the tree christmas eve uh Someone pulling out that box and it was just like, I knew, you know, I knew that this was going to be the T-Rex that like my, my park in my basement was missing. I had the, the dino damage T-Rex and he, he was fantastic, right? Like, uh, no, no qualms about that, but I knew that this was like the big one. Right. And I remember lifting my thumb up into the air and just jamming it down (laughs) into that hole to tear that paper open and thank God that was the toy because I probably would have broke my thumb uh, if it wasn't. But, uh, now again, this has, you know, another one of those illustrated uh, cards. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you had the series one, I think series two got the movie card um, as a re-release, but, uh, the only reason this is at number two and again, blasphemy, right? But this thing broke constantly. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I want to say that my final T-Rex that my parents got so sick of taking it back to Toys R Us. Um, it, it, basically, the arms were always breaking off, uh, and the lever inside when you make the noise. Uh, we should say this thing had like a stomping, a stomping sound and like a roaring sound, right? Like yes, this this was no joke of a toy. Um, when I would push that lever, I pushed that thing so many times that eventually it stuck and she would just keep roaring unless you took the battery out and so that's the only reason that this thing is at number two is because the arms uh fell off the lever was uh constantly breaking mine. i think i took it back like three times like oh, you know oh my gosh like my t-rex is broken like what you guys this is like my t-rex you know and i think after like the third one my my parents just like ripped out the battery and were like deal with it. it you know <laughs> yeah, it, it, this toy is obviously never going to survive a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, man, I, that was, that was such a great toy. And she, you know, she was like the red and just like in the, I hadn't read the book up until the, at, at this point, but just like in the book, you know, that reddish color. Um, I remember like trying to even out that tail cause the tails came like bent, um, yep, yep you know, exactly. inside of the box. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Cause it was, kind so of yeah, man, I love there. that one. Yeah. yeah, for sure. For and, sure. Yeah.
0: You mentioned that card as well. Um, that is such an awesome design on that card as it's showing like the scene from, you know, the movie, I guess, you know, you've got the Rex coming through the, uh, the fence there and about to attack the car. And, but it's this Rex, which is really cool. You know, you get that, that book scenario.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I just, I don't know. I, I just, I not even like, I'm looking at a, at a photo of it right now. Cause my, mm-hmm. my, my Rex is, uh, you know, all bandaged up arms are are busted off um i i eventually i shouldn't say i got another one i maybe may not have told a friend that he left his at my house at one point <laughs> when i was a kid um but like my original rex uh is all bandaged up i think there's duct tape around the legs because they the legs were like splitting off at some point mm-hmm. um you know that was like that was like the the woody or the buzz light year right of yeah, of right. my childhood like you know it was like every every kid my age until about power rangers coming out uh every kid my age wanted this this t-rex and right. uh yeah that christmas my aunt got it for me and uh man that's just such a good memory you know like the nostalgia is there
0: yeah yeah everything about this one is 100 nostalgia and uh i i do i'll say a little bit more about it in in a few but uh i agree it's a it's a great spot even number two it, it's pretty
1: good for it okay so what is your number two <laughs>
0: well my number two is not this one so it kind of gives it away where that one sits um but my number two is actually i have it right here it's the the uh stegosaurus uh not stegosaurus the uh triceratops from series one um this thing it's a great toy yes it's so awesome it's giant and in you know like it's obviously not the same size as the rex the rex is bigger but in terms of you know scale of these different dinosaurs, this thing is really big, and it's it's appropriate too, you know, compared to the, oh, the yeah, humans. For sure. You know, it's it's the right size, and and the the battle wounds that I I you know I really abuse these things. So aside from the actual you know dino damage on the side, mine is like uh, destroyed. I actually did like a little review video of actually the Lost World Triceratops with Victoria's Cantina on YouTube. And uh, my, my bigger one made an appearance, and you can see the thing is just, like, beat up. I mean, the color is still pretty decent, but the horns are all, you know, scratched up. So so it basically tells you that this thing is something that you would just demolish into, you know, vehicles and, and all the different dinosaurs and humans. And it has this little, you know, this uh, head thrusting action where you can, you know, kind of smash into things. It still still sort of works, actually, yeah squeezing it yeah it's working really well actually um and uh yeah so i would destroy this thing i would smash it into all the vehicles i had um and i one of the things i really like about this and that, that red rex is the skin on it you know it's mm-hmm. it's more realistic than any of the others and it's rubbery and it has great texture and uh to me it looks like a triceratops you know it looks like that you know it's basically the one in the movie it's a little tiny bit different color but um it gives off that same feeling and uh i i absolutely love this thing it's uh it's really it's really awesome and, and i think the size is what does it for me
1: yeah you know i was gonna say this was the toy that because it had that ramming head action mm-hmm. and because i think maybe as kids we all maybe associated the triceratops with like a rhino or whatever yeah, yeah i think that's um it. this was the one that yeah you just Man, I felt you, you got to feel sorry for those cars at this point because you <laughs> oh, just rammed that the <laughs> head and the head the head is hard plastic, right? And the yeah. body is like the softer the softer yeah, rubber. Yeah, yeah. Man, you just you just ran that thing into the side of those cars, and uh, which is weird. Do you? Let me ask you this: Do you know why there's a red stripe on the side of the Jurassic Park Jeep? Uh
0: not not particularly. No, I guess.
1: So uh, this is totally weird. I just found this out like a few weeks <laughs> ago in the book for whatever reason and we were playing wrong man the triceratops will not charge a red stripe for whatever reason they they, really? they didn't know why yeah they couldn't figure it out in the book but they were like this is why we have the red stripe on the side of the car because oh, the triceratops okay. won't huh. but so anyway we were playing wrong but like who cares right yeah yeah you know uh, it, uh, it, this smashed
0: all the vehicles it smashed oh, the dude. the jeep the explorer the uh, the the one you were talking about before it smashed everything it's it's just like yeah and it's like i uh i'll admit it right now um my sister had this giant playhouse for barbie (laughs) this Uh thing this thing was literally like four feet tall and maybe three foot wide it it like split apart it had all these giant things and i would use it as like a a fort or a base or whatever and put all my my figures on the inside and the dinosaurs would just kind of go in and attack that building, uh, you know, try to smash it apart and knock it down. And uh, this was one of the uh, the culprits.
1: Yeah, um, man, that's just such a fantastic toy. And I, I, mm-hmm. I got it. Yeah, I gotta say, like it was like any excuse to come up with something for it to smash. You know, like yeah. uh, setting up boxes as like a a, oh, a barrier, yes. or um, you know, I don't know. I think, you know, we had talked before and you hadn't read the comics, but in the comics in the 90s, Tops was like releasing like little cards with them. And one of the cards was an illustration of, um, you got to think like maybe like profile, right? Of a Triceratops ramming a Jeep and the Jeep is up on its side. Mm. And there's a guy, there's a guy up on top of the Jeep like trying to lasso this Triceratops uh, as it's just like flipping over his car. And that image, (laughs) like, still like, it was almost kind of like in the lost world when the Triceratops like breaks out and starts flipping things over. But, yeah. um, because this is a card, right. You can like really look at that image and be like, man, if I worked at this park and I had to deal with this, this is not a fun animal, uh, you know, oh, no. to want to have to, to deal with, you know? And, uh, yeah, there was so, you know, there was a little baby, uh, hatchling ones like you were talking about. That was the same color scheme.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you know, the, the rubber, uh, skin again we were i was saying earlier that i th- i'm pretty sure that the, you know obviously that this toy line was being manufactured prior to the movie's release and so for some of these they did have like illustrations from like stan winston studios and stuff and i want to say this is probably the first one we've talked about today that i feel like looks like the jurassic park like dinosaur right like all, jurassic park dinosaurs have their own style right we all we yeah. know them and if we mm-hmm. see pictures of them versus other dinosaurs and this one personifies that that yeah. uh, ILM Stan Winston Studio style um, of Jurassic Park, and and uh, yeah, it just it looks almost exactly like the previous art, and for sure looks really close mm-hmm. to the one in the film.
0: Yeah, it's kind of got you that, know the little beak is like open, and it's kind of like you saw it in the film. That's one of the great things about this. Is you could just lay this thing on its side and recreate that scene out of the movie perfectly um you know it kind of looks a little dazed like it's like it's sick and laying on its side um but yeah it's just it's pristine it's just such a great toy um i i don't know there's not much more you can say about how awesome it is um i will talk about the 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 card you know because we've been kind of talking about those as well but the the original one is uh is actually a really awesome card it's a complete opposite of what you remember from the from the film, this uh, the original artwork card is actually the Triceratops like kind of uh, running after after Grant, and he's in his traditional clothing and it actually looks like him uh, quite a bit, but this thing is charging after him. Um, but the on the other hand, the movie card is like um, it's this it's you know it's a shot from the movie and actually this it's Ellie kind of like putting her hand on the Triceratops and that does not look like like her to me. That does not look like Laura Dern. But uh you know I guess it is Yeah, it's very funny. It's just it must be just an odd shot because it looks like some other actress. <laughs>
1: huh that's interesting you know i didn't get my try i didn't get my first triceratops until the series two with the re-release so all i ever had was the uh the movie card until Mm -hmm. uh one day like was just on ebay and a guy was selling his his kenner cards like individually for like you know two or three dollars a piece and um i eventually did did snatch up the the original illustration card my my uh as far as the toys are concerned my recollection of a triceratops card was the was with the ellie action figure where she's like down um she's kind of like in the grass down on her knees and she's like getting ready to like shoot her grapple hook or whatever or tranquilize this triceratops (laughs) and that triceratops looks just looks mad you know like you know you could kind of tell like even before i saw the movie i was like oh this is like this is like a tough woman, you know, like yeah. this is, this is a woman that's going to get out there and, you know, she's got like zero fear, you know? And I think, uh, we have this argument. It, it, I shouldn't say we have this argument. There's, there's definitely this, this call today for strong female characters. And I feel like, because this was like the, f- I want to say adult oriented movie that I saw as a kid. Like, I I guess like Laura Dern was like my first like, experience seeing like a strong woman on the screen there's even that line in the whole movie where she's like you know oh my gosh really you don't want me to go because like i'm a woman like that's that's ridiculous you know and i remember like i remember like thinking like you know man i gotta i gotta get this ellie Saller. they don't make female (laughs) action figures today for these lines but like i remember as a kid being like dude i gotta have the ellie Saller action figure because that girl is you know she's a badass (laughs) right like um, she's getting ready to take on this Triceratops by herself. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. just, I don't know. That's a memory I have.
0: I'm looking at this card, and it's probably one of the better ones overall. Um, it's basically like the typical Ellie look that you have a little bit longer hair maybe, but she has a grappling hook, and she's shooting it at a Triceratops. It's an insane image, and uh, can you imagine like actually getting this kind of shot in the film? That would have been out of control.
1: That You know, my, one of my favorite things, and – uh, Colin did it uh, in uh, in Jurassic World, and I, you know, Spielberg did it a little later. They they would t- any time that they get these toys into the movies, and I'm talking like you know the toy was created first, right, or the design was created first, and then they put it into the movie. I feel like that's such a great nod to um to like my childhood. So like, uh, in the Lost World when. That Parasaurolophus rears up and all those guys go flying because they've just got like little <laughs> ropes around its neck. Yeah. That reminds me of like the the, uh, the original stegosaur card um, uh, that this artist did, where you know they, they're trying to wrangle a stegosaur and mm-hmm. uh, the original Pteranodon, uh, which you know is is not my number one, but uh, the original trinodon, the the blue one, was the first Jurassic Park anything that I ever owned, and uh, I remember that card was so cool because he was like flying above uh, this this guy who's just way down there and this guy's got like this gun now and he's gonna shoot this thing with like a trank or whatever yeah and uh, you know I I, sh- I wouldn't say that the, the Trinodon scene was like my, my favorite in Jurassic world. I, I kind of thought like, well, Like, cool, like, you know, Tranodons are kind of, like, the obligatory, like, flying dinosaur, and maybe Jurassic Park 3 wasn't everyone's favorite, so they decided to do it again, but um, when those guys, like, whipped out, like, their Trank darts, and the camera was, like, coming in from up high, and, like, you could see this, I was like, oh my gosh, like, they put one of my favorite images from my childhood uh, into a film 22 years later, or whatever like that, and I I really give them props uh, when they do that stuff, because, you know, for as much flack i think sometimes as jurassic world gets a lot of people don't realize that i feel like that movie was made for really hardcore fans there's a lot of stuff in there Mm -hmm. um you know a a friend of mine today at work was like oh so like what do they talk about on a jurassic park podcast he's like there's only like you know the four movies and like the (laughs) books i'm like oh dude you have no like there's also there's comic books there's video games there's collector cards there was trading card sets there were card games there were you know there was just all this stuff um and anytime they they mention those things in the movies man that's that's when it just feels like 20 years of collecting like paid off you know
0: yeah yeah i honestly didn't even realize this i don't know i think i had this figure the toronto figure but um i think that's one that kind of broke on me and i probably ended up throwing it out unfortunately yeah um the wings were kind of separated there but but you're right this The great thing, let me give it up for jptoys.com again, you can kind of go and look at all these cards and you can see the movie versions, you can see the original artwork versions, and this one is straight out of Jurassic World, you're right. It's, It's identical, like you see the guy in that pose, he's like reaching up, he's about to shoot this thing as it's flying in, it looks identical right out of Jurassic World.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I remember it because because that was my first like toy. That was my first anything Jurassic Park. Like my mom got it for me. I think she was probably just trying to like maybe keep me happy or something like that. Uh, and uh, that's where the obsession began. Was 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 with that particular figure. And I still I still keep mine. Like he's all beat up and his paint's chipping. But <laughs> that card, I remember like I remember going to see. Uh, the Lost World and being like man I wish they would have that guy shooting that Trannodon and then I got the Trannodon at the end I was like okay darn it maybe next time in Jurassic Park 3 man I wish I'd have that guy shooting that Trannodon you know and then it it didn't happen. They, they did the scene, but they didn't do that exact thing. And then Jurassic mm-hmm. world comes in and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I got the guy shooting the Tyrannodon. You got like, like 10 is a guys. Moment.
0: It was awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was like payoff for 20 years. Like I didn't just get one guy. I got like 10 guys. And you know? and
0: in your favorite pose, they were in that flying V pose shooting. Yeah. Totally. <laughs>
1: totally. Was it was like, it was
0: 100% a toy moment that they're missing opportunities here.
1: Like, come on. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, we won't get started on that Pterodon toy. <laughs> I, I was I was like, Oh, it's so much bigger than that helicopter. It doesn't make any sense.
0: Oh no, yeah, it makes no sense. But uh but, anyway, uh, that's uh going back to that triceratops, that was my number two.
1: Um so I guess okay. that
0: brings us to your number one.
1: Alright, now my number one, like I say, I had I had issues choosing because my number one is one that is considered rare okay is in the collector's market i'll say right okay um even though i'm sure everyone who sells jp toys on ebay is listening to this and is gonna start jacking up the prices of course (laughs) right but um they've already done that with jurassic world coming out but uh Mm -hmm. i i never had this one as a kid uh but i remember seeing it on the shelf uh and the box art is by uh i'll throw out another artist uh larry selman i hope i pronounced his last name right um but he was an artist that did a lot of the uh, if they couldn't show the action figure because maybe you had to like assemble it or whatever mm-hmm. um, you know they would do like this really elaborate illustration um, and did uh, a lot of the series 2 illustrations and uh, my, so I'm choosing my number one uh, which was like a coveted toy as a kid which is the I hope I pronounce this right because dinosaur fans are going to freak out on me if I don't the Quetzalcoatlus all right Right, now I saw I saw a documentary, and I'll just got to call it Cats, because that's what the documentary called it, right? <laughs> but it is this big flying pteranodon-looking thing, and uh, it's called Firebeak is like its code name, mm-hmm. and uh, it's this big black pteranodon-looking uh, uh, dinosaur, and it's got this big red, uh, f- fiery-looking beak, and in its claws, he's got he's carrying one of the dino trackers away. Uh, which again, another great Jurassic world, uh, thing, you know, with the dino trackers and all that stuff, but he's carrying this guy away. And I remember, you know, I remember one day in college, just like, yeah, I had a few extra dollars. Like I'll, I'll just get on eBay and see like, you know, what's, what can I find that I can maybe add to my collection like toy wise. And, uh, a woman had put on, uh, her eBay thing because, you know, she just doesn't know what these things are called, but she just puts on Tyrannodon and she uh, didn't yeah. put a she didn't put a photo on the listing on the outside like when you first see it and i was like okay like yeah i could use another train on mine's all beat <laughs> up and i go in and she has got this cats of cotless or cats or whatever it's called and she has it for like almost nothing wow and i just i'm iced st- for a solid week you know like we didn't have so this is you know i'm old right we didn't have cell phones uh Or not smartphones, anyway, when I was in college, right? So, like, I remember, like, getting out of class and, like, running to, like, a computer station and, like, checking my eBay profile and then, like, okay, no one's bid on it because no one knows that she's, like, mislabeled this thing, right? And then, uh, you know, for a solid week, I did that because I'm kind of strategic about eBay or whatever. So, um, (laughs) I remember winning that thing and when I got that, the... The seven-year-old child, you know, sitting in my dorm at uh, Grand Valley State University, was just like so elated uh, that I had won this thing on eBay. And unfortunately, at the at the plight of a woman who um, I was I was bidding back and forth, and she wrote me, she's like, "Do I have something here?" And I'm like, "You have no idea what you have." like cool. sorry like you know but uh i wasn't like mean about it yeah, I was just yeah like, yeah, yeah like you do have something like and i think i i think i did pay a, a fairly high price but it wasn't like what they were all going for like if you had like labeled it correctly you know yeah, yeah. and uh so yeah that's why that's my number one right because i just i remember seeing that toy not being able to afford it or you know parents not willing to get it for me uh and then just just kind of coming full circle uh, you know you know 15 years later or whatever in college and and just kind of that feeling i had when uh you know i finally got it and you know it's i try not to be too materialistic but i do get really materialistic when it comes to this jurassic park stuff because the art that goes into these was was just so good um now unfortunately the one that i had like let's see this one brand new i don't i don't have the box oh gosh i wish i had that box that that artist is phenomenal um but it also came with, like, capture gear. And I want to say by Series 2, they were doing capture gear with all these dinosaurs, which was pretty cool. Um, and I don't have the card, unfortunately. But he's got, like, talons that you can, like, wrap around action, like human characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, like, you know, like, he'll, he'll rip them up into the sky or whatever, like, uh, in Jurassic World. So And this guy was big. He's uh, You know, I didn't know but he's, like, the same mold as the Lost World Pteranodon uh, figure, like that big blue one. Mm-hmm. He just has a different head. Uh, so, but yeah, that's my number one, uh, I I say it's, it's rare, but if you uh can find it, like it's a great one.
0: Yeah. That's actually a really awesome pick. I never would have, um, expected that. Um, you know, this is not one that I particularly maybe even knew about as much as a kid, you know, I, I never had this one. Um, but you know, looking at it more recently, this thing is crazy looking. It's like, it's like probably none, none, uh, you know, other dinosaurs in that line, especially, um, it's it's crazy. Like that head, like a fire beak it's called. It's it really insane. And I like it actually has it it does look like the um uh I don't know too much about the Lost World turn it on, but it looks like the Malcolm jet pack or whatever, you know, the glider pack that he had. Those wings are like fabric wings, is that what it is?
1: Yeah, so like essentially what happened is like um the wings would kinda like fold up and clip in behind yeah, its legs. That's what I figured. And there's a yeah, there's, like, a button on the back that, like, when you push the buttons, his, like, wings burst open. Exactly. Yeah, and it's kind of the same concept as, like, the, the Malcolm uh, Gladder package. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, oh, shoot, there was something else to say about this thing. Oh, so this documentary I saw um, back in the day, just binge-watching Netflix, you know. uh, Yeah, there's Dinosaur documentaries. Sure, I'll watch some of those. Yeah. Like, no problem. This thing, when it stood up, was the size of a giraffe. Wow. This was a big flying dinosaur. So while I love my original Trinodon and like, you know, I will, I will treasure that toy, you know, until, until I just can't anymore. (laughs) Right. Uh, But uh, this, this one is just, it's like, it's a Trinodon, like on steroids. It's just big and it's like huge. And, you know, you, you put it next to the T-Rex and you're like, man, this thing could like, this thing could like go up against the T-Rex, right? Like, you know, this this is an awesome flying dinosaur. Yeah, so right. that is why that one is my number 1. The size
0: of that thing is huge. Like, it, you're right. I think it could be pretty tall. It could be near draft size if it stood up. Um it's probably yeah. double like a double one of the human figures at least. Maybe Oh yeah, it. I think
1: it's I, I want to say if you were to like lay human figures down to its head like you're you're looking at like three human figures Jeez. long. Um, it's yeah it was pretty big but like I'm looking at Jurassic at Jurassic toys and the retail on this was 14.99 like you can't yeah. get can you even get a Jurassic world toy for 14.99
0: today you can get like you know a smaller the small small one, ones but, right but not 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 anything like this intricate or you know with all these different uh you know grips that it had with the feet and the 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 capture gear on the beak like not not
1: anything like this this thing's yeah so huge yeah it's great and you know uh i i didn't pick a nostalgic uh dinosaur uh from my childhood from my number one but you know this one i just think it's really cool i think the artwork uh is great uh the idea of being able to grab a human figure and just like rip them off into the sky uh You know that's that's awesome. So that's why I chose this as my number one. Uh, What's your number one? I I got a feeling I know what it
0: is. (laughs) Yeah, I think uh, I think you can guess. It is the the original uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex from series one. Um, And uh, right before we started, I, I you know tucked the battery in as we were talking, and and I actually got the the stomping feature to still work. So I don't know if you can hear this here. Oh seriously. So I can't believe it actually still works in that sense. The, the scream doesn't work anymore. Um,
1: oh, dude, I have not heard that sound in like 20 years. Like <laughs> mine broke. And and by the time I got my second one, I would not even put a battery in it because I was like, I do not want another broken one. I don't even know if my good one uh, actually works because I just – as soon as I got it, I took the battery out and was like never, never making the noise. But dude, that's yeah. – like what a great sound but at the same time, what a terrible sound. <laughs>
0: Let's see let's see if we can hear it actually right here. Take a listen. Uh give me one second. Sorry. Well, that's the Is that the roar? Apparently, yeah, this is f- straight from uh jptoys.com. It actually does sound like Oh, they like have the sound effect. Maybe a mix, yeah. So this thing is just whether My rule works or not, this is still, like, my prized possession here. And like you said, this thing, it it maybe doesn't hold up as nicely as you'd want it to. Uh, Mine, like yours, the leg, oh, my God, I'm looking at it now. (laughs) This is crazy. Um, So my leg came apart, and it has glue coming out the seams because I guess my dad had, like, glued it back together. And actually, I'm just noticing it now. There's actually a screw. I didn't realize this before, but there is a screw. So my, I guess somebody, my dad, screwed it straight into the body to kind of keep the leg in position. And it's holding really well. Um, but this thing is awesome. I have no arms on mine either. Both arms have come off. Um, yeah, mine the too.
1: doesn't work. Mine too.
0: But overall, this thing is, is in great condition. Like the the skin, uh, it's, it's like that Triceratops one. The skin is fantastic. It has that realistic feel. <laughs> And the sculpt of the thing is is awesome, and uh, you know it doesn't look like the 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 film Rex, which is fine, but it, it's still but it's close, man. It's close. It's close. Oh yeah. yeah, I think I think the face is very you know reminiscent of that Rex. You know, it's got that same you know sculpt to the eye and everything, and it looks. I feel like I'm looking at the face of that Rex, even though the the different colors and maybe a slightly different size, but it's yeah. it's right there, and this thing is scary. And I love it. Uh, it has this giant um, stretch of the like the the jaw. It's almost reminiscent <laughs> of the uh, the Indominus Rex. How how crazy you know that thing stretches. Um, but this is it's such an awesome toy. You can like bend the head. Actually, I'm looking at it now. The the neck does kind of have some split seams in there. As I guess from bending it over time. Um, but this thing is very long. It's, um, you know, the tail is still in decent condition here. It does have a little bit of a fold from the, from the box from being in there still. Um, but this thing is just so cool. I love this thing. It's such an iconic piece. And, uh, it's, there's no question that I had to have this at my number one because, um, now, I think the playability was perfect on this thing, even though, you know, it fell apart and the roar doesn't work and all this, the legs coming apart. I loved being able to um, destroy things and, and, you know, grab the vehicles with that jaw, rip them, rip them all apart because they all had those parts that fell apart. Um, you could bite any human and just throw them. And like we talked about, this thing could take on any of the dinosaurs, destroy them. And, uh, you know, that's, I think, one of the reasons why it's my favorite one.
1: Yeah, you know, again, like I just want to compare it to like, like this is the this is the Buzz Lightyear or the the Woody of like, of our, of, of our youth, right? Like in the yeah. Jurassic Park community, like I remember sitting at, at, at Toy Story three with,
0: uh, oh, you
1: God. know, um, you know my my wife, I, oh, this is bad. I don't know if she my wife or my fiance or girlfriend <laughs> at the time, and and like my mom, uh, and I remember like at the at the end of that movie, just like ball like i'm just this like 20 some year old guy just bawling and they they look at me and my mom my my mom looks at my wife and she's just like yeah he's thinking about that t-rex and i was like the (laughs) t-rex like i could never give away my t-rex you know like that's just like that's exactly how i feel when i think about that toy and like the memories that i had with that was i just went everywhere with it everywhere you know like woody woody has a sewn on arm and my t-rex has like duct tape legs you know um woody is missing his gun my t-rex is missing her arms you know it's just like that is like the toy that just got dragged around everywhere mm, you know yeah
0: yeah and, and it i got the it, most play it definitely did and and it shows it you know i i don't know if that this thing if it was made poorly or if we just abused it so much that we just basically destroyed it but it's such an awesome abuse, piece. man. It, it is abuse. And it yeah. had to have been
1: abuse. It had what to have I'm, been abuse.
0: Like the, it's just such an awesome piece. It's not like consistent at all. If you look at it, it has like it has like dots on. You know, you can almost feel these little dimples, but they're sporadic. They're not like consistent at all. Yeah, you find them in different spots yeah. of the body. Some of them are in straight lines. Some of them are all over the place. It actually has all these different like. Um, you know, wrinkles and textures and veins and different, you know, laps of skin. And it's just, it's out of control, detailed. You stretch open this mouth and you can see the tongue is, looks legit like a tongue. Like, I honestly think this oh, is yeah, an animal yeah, for tongue. sure. The mouth is grooved inside. The teeth look amazing. Everything about this thing is perfect. Um, and uh, you, you had brought up a good point about Toy Story 3 um, because, you know, you... First off, you see to spoil Toy Story 3 if you haven't seen that already, but you know, you see them almost go into that incinerator and you start to feel everything. Yeah, that's where I started to get in the feels, right? It was like, yeah. Uh, (laughs) And then it goes even further by giving away all the toys and letting them, you know, go free to somebody else who actually would use them. And that, I think that's where it, you know, totally hits you again. And uh, I think that's something that made me actually go home uh, to, to you know to, to my mom's and, and go into the basement and and dig out all these toys again and just kind of like rummage through them and set them up in a way and you know what this was like not that long ago <laughs> and I yeah, actually yeah, like exactly. for the first time in a while dug them out and just sat them there and I was like wow these things you know were amazing and they were my favorite things of all time. And uh, you know you can't get much better than you know all, all the ones we've talked about, but this Red Rex is is definitely my number one.
1: Yeah, you know it's I, I regret it now being being an adult and 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 knowing how much this particular this uh the <laughs> green uh, explorer is worth. Oh. I, mean, I used to take I used to take my T Rex's head and yep. just yep. bash it into that window, and I, I broke <laughs> that window one day. And it's to this day, it's still got like Scott's masking tape because it broke in like a nice, like just right in half, right? Yeah. But as a kid, I remember that was so fun shoving that thing's head down into that car and like tearing action figures like out of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and just the, the things that they did. And, you know, maybe we can touch on this in the future and in, in the lost world that the toys get even more like imaginative to do like things that they could do in the movie, but, um, you know things like like tearing off uh parts of cars and ripping out wounds and dinosaurs was all things that kind of like i remember from the the original Jurassic Park series and mm. that stuff was just fun you know like yeah. I, I don't like today where they've got the scratches on the side of the dinosaurs and nothing yeah, to cover up with because like i mean like yeah like i'm i'm i'll totally admit i was the i was the ocd kid that never lost the little rubber pieces yeah. that went into the dinosaurs it was like oh no i can't like without this this dinosaur is nothing you know dude i Um, wish
0: i don't have i you know i was just playing with my triceratops one right here and yeah all i have is just the exposed ribs or what you know the the bones and yeah the the flesh and i do not have that little you know damage piece which annoys me but uh, most people most people don't you know and
1: that's I mean, look, my collection is worth almost nothing because I, it's all out of the box. Even if I get stuff today, I don't find stuff in the box. What's the fun in that? Like, no. you know, these things. Look, I'm only here for so long, and when I'm when I'm dead and gone, hopefully, you know, maybe someone will will want to get some use out of them. You know, hopefully, you know, hopefully, my wife has the sense to maybe keep some of the stuff, you know, in our family or whatever. Yeah. But uh you know when i'm dead and gone this stuff is gonna be is gonna be worth nothing to me so you know why even as an adult like just enjoy it now like yes the boxes are great and i've got a few things in the box because i I thought the artwork on the box was great but you know toys are just they're meant to be played with man and mm. and these toys definitely personified the idea of like play you know when i was a kid so uh you know those are my top five uh, yeah no no uh no regrets right
0: no not at all i think uh I, I narrowed mine down as best as i could i do have i just want to touch on these i'm not going to detail them um but i have okay. uh five i believe honorable mentions i'll just run down them okay. real quick my first one is the series one silo uh you have the two the two uh characters there that you could you know pull yeah, as the next. those are great i love those ones um, another one is that one that you touched upon, the, the Series Two Capture Cruiser. I absolutely love that. Mine's destroyed, but that's okay. It means I played with it. Yep. Um series hey, two yeah. um I got the uh Harpoon Harrison character. Um, you know, it's it's one of the ones that's not related to the film at all in any way, but he's such a cool character with no shirt. Uh you know, he's got a, uh, a you
1: it's related now because Jurassic World is the Dino Trackers so yeah. yeah. Uh, you know with the uh, ACU. so uh, again legitimizing those old those old toys that we had you know yeah
0: um fourth one here is the electronic dialophosaurus uh, i absolutely love the design on this thing mine actually cracked in half i have it right here but it's glued back together um, and i love that it came with that frill um, that thing was amazing yeah
1: um, yeah, that was the only way to get that frill back in the day.
0: I know. Yeah, the original one didn't come with that, so so it was a nice addition. And And yeah. uh, the last one I have here is the uh, Series Two Strike Cycle, which is one of those you know Dino Tracker vehicles. It's just the motorcycle with the sidecar that had the missile
1: launcher on it. That's the that was like the bad guys, right? Like, um, it might it have called? been like the Raiders. Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders actually. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah this thing. Yeah, I, those I guys were it. cool. It's so cool, and uh, it's got a really awesome design. It has like the bones on the, on the, the you know, the wheel uh, wells and everything. It's so cool. Yeah.
1: You know that that series two when I kind of found out or. When- when they announced that they were doing like uh like owen was going to be kind of working with raptors and uh there was gonna be the acu or whatever i was like oh cool they're doing like um they're doing dino trackers versus like you know i would assume i assumed at the point like dino raiders right like someone was going to be trying to like take the indominus or something i didn't know what was going on right mm-hmm. but um though you know those toys the series two especially felt very like saturday morning cartoon and my original thought and desire for jurassic world was that um because they've kind of painted themselves or backed themselves into a corner again by destroying the park i thought they were gonna like (laughs) do like a serial kind of like situation where every movie was gonna be like you just kind of accept that things go wrong at jurassic park and every movie was gonna be like um focused Focused on a specific dinosaur and like the Dino trackers were going gonna, like, gonna to be going after dinosaurs. So I think like, that's where I wanted the, the movie yeah. to initially go. I mean, like, don't get me wrong, Jurassic World is great. Like, I love that movie, but I originally thought that's where the movie was going to go. And uh, I feel like this toy line kind of, you know, the series two with the trackers and the Raiders, like really opened up uh, a lot of ability to tell stories as a kid, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah. Even in The lost world, so. they kind of tied in, you know, like you had all that, the InGen group in there and it kind of ties into that as well.
1: Yeah, totally. It did. It did. Um, now was that your, was that all five on? Yeah, honorable yeah, that's my quick you?
0: five honorable mentions.
1: Okay, so let's see. Living, let I got uh I got three, but you had five, so I'm going to add a fourth <laughs> one. Let's see. So my fourth one is the uh red and gray Jeep. Um, and okay. you know, my memory of that is I lost that hood like in a in a move when I was a kid, oh. and uh, I just remember just being so bummed it's on my shelf. It's got no hood. Uh, cuz you know, you you can replicate that sequence it's from uh, the movie where he runs under that log and smashes the windshield. And just one day, man, one day on eBay, someone had that hood for like, a, I'm embarrassed to say, a stupid amount of money. And uh, I i was like, yes, I am complete. My Jeep is done. Uh, you know, justification for being a terrible kid. But yeah. uh, all right. So then let's see. My number two is the uh, the basic Raptor. Uh-huh. Uh, again, you know, for all the reasons we discussed. Yeah, yeah. Uh the Dilophosaurus, but mine is the one that doesn't have the frill. It's the one that spits the water. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and the reason this gets on my honorable mentions is because I have the universal lithograph set, which is like all this Dan Winston Studio, like, previs uh, images. And if you put this thing next to that image, it is, I mean, I guess the pond I guess, it is a spitting image of, <laughs> of that Stan Winston uh, design, you know it's the colors 100% exact, the stance 100% exact. Like mm-hmm. this is like a Stan Winston toy, which to, like nowadays to get a toy modeled after like a Stan Winston figure or like even like Pixar, you spend a lot. Like they're collect like. That's a big market, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this was like five bucks. So yeah, uh, can't again, beat that. Again, just a fantastic toy. Yeah, uh, I have the Triceratops again for this 100% the same exact reasons as you <laughs> discussed. Uh, that thing was it was big, man. It was awesome. Yeah. Huge. And that clears me up for honorable mentions. Yeah, I, like
0: we said, there's there's too many. We could literally go down the entire line and just say what we like about them all. Um, but that's why it's tough to just narrow it down the five and it kind of makes it more interesting. Um, but that's, uh, another thing is I actually reached out to, um, a lot of people on the internet. I reached out to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So I wanted to kind of go through those real quick, um, touch upon what I you hope, guys thought.
1: I say. hope someone gave some love to that compound because we, we did not. No, we didn't. Um, and I love that toy, but yeah. You know, which I just—I don't think it makes my top five. You can—you can still play Jurassic Park without that compound, but I hope someone mm-hmm. did in this list.
0: Yeah, well, you're in luck because uh, these first two I have here from Facebook. Uh, okay. You got Christopher W here on Facebook says, uh, number one, the T-Rex; number two, the Jungle uh, Explorer; number three, the Command Compound; number four, Velociraptor non-electronic; and number five, Bush Devil Tracker. So, there you go. That's There's how you do it. Like, yeah, when, you, when
1: you're when you a kid in your basement, man, that's how you play Jurassic Park right there. <laughs> those particular boys Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, Alicia here from thedinosaurstop.com has number one, the Big Rex. Uh, um, let's see. Number two, the Juvenile T-Rex. Number three, Velociraptor Non-Electronic. Number four, Dilophosaurus Electronic. And, of course, number five, the Compound. So... There's two right there with the compound. Yeah, yeah. You know, we didn't include that. Um, To be honest, I never actually had that one, so I couldn't really, rightfully, you know, get it on my list. But that's the good thing about these is we all had different toys, you know. So we can all choose different ones. Like we said, it's all about nostalgia. So I'm not going to pick the ones that you had. You're not going to pick the ones
1: that I had. So it's it's going to be different for everybody. Yeah, you know, um, I I didn't I I had it as a kid. I got it as like a. it was it was a Christmas gift for sure, right? Because mm-hmm. no, I, I think, oh, I think if we look at that, I think that retail for fifty. Oh my gosh, it retail retail for fifty dollars. That's like, like you can't even get the big. Can you get the big Indominus for? $50? I'm in Canada, so all the prices are higher.
0: Oh like, yeah, can you get yeah. the
1: Indominus for fifty bucks today?
0: Yeah, I think it's maybe thirty nine or something like that, or twenty. Oh okay, yeah. So it's it's right, it's up there, but it's not you know, and it's not fifty dollars, but um, yeah, that's. That's tough because I mean there is uh, there is one set that's similar but not to that scale, um, but, yeah. but yeah that you can't beat that yeah, compound. You know, I,
1: that was a great toy with the with like the computer that would like talk to you and like it <laughs> would tell you like oh something's breaking out and it had an alarm and you could like shove the T Rex's head through like the walls and through the doors and like it would knock over the the character over the balcony. Yeah. Yeah, that's and, um, that was a great choice. I think you know the only reason I didn't put it on there was like I said, I, I feel like as a kid you could pl- like if you had it, awesome. Like that mm-hmm. was like the thing to have. Um, but I feel like you could probably play Jurassic Park without it. But that's just me. I I don't I don't know.
0: Yeah, I love I love actually what about that is that like you could put all the figures in there. You can have like little Tim in there, you know, running some sort of crazy equipment, and it, you know it's ridiculous. But it's like it's like the The um, commercial set, you know, like you'd, you'd see this like 32nd clip of this place being destroyed and dinosaurs breaking out and people pressing buttons, sound effects going off. It's, it's the ultimate like toy for a
1: kid. Yeah, for sure. For for sure.
0: Um, Let's go over. So who else wrote in? Yeah, we have some over here on Instagram. So um, just refreshing this one. Sorry. Uh, It's from James Paul Stevenson. He says series one, Young T-Rex, Series 2 Carnotaurus, uh, Capture Cruiser, Harpoon Harrison, and the Series 2 Dilophosaurus. So um, there's some new ones in there. And I, I think a lot yeah. of people are now getting on the Young T-Rex. So that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. You know, like that one is definitely, definitely very inspired by the book because that's, uh, that's one of the, the things that they kind of have to overcome in that is that there's there's not just a big one but there's this little one that it's kind of like uh, i think they kind of described as kind of maybe like a little dumber or whatever (laughs) like at least it felt like it as i was reading it right like he's just a little dumber than the big t-rex uh which kind of makes him even maybe a little more dangerous uh and uh yeah you know that was the first t-rex i had as a kid okay Um, and man i love that toy that was you know unfortunately i feel like if you have that one it's like awesome and then you get that big one and it's like okay bye. you know uh yeah <laughs> unfortunately but well, yeah i agree yeah. in the, the carnator too
0: uh-huh yeah yeah
1: i think i remember that's when i felt like i was a collector was when i hunted down that carnator and i was like, like oh no it's it's a lot of money but <laughs> but i'm gonna spend it like I, I really shouldn't because now i'm gonna be eating pasta all week but that's i'm gonna worth get it. that stupid. Oh, it's worth sword. It. yeah
0: <laughs> yeah um Let's see, another one here on Instagram is from Jay Jurassic. He says Rexy, Triceratops, Coelophysis, Jungle Explorer, and Carnotaurus. So another great one there. And I, I like uh that Coelophysis. I am pretty sure I'm saying that right. Um it's been a while since I've heard that pronounced. Um uh, but those Yeah, ones, I think you're saying uh, yeah, right? you know, I mentioned them on my honorable mentions. Those are two you, you get two for one in that pack, and they're they're poseable. You know, the next bend and uh they're really cool little creatures and it was the first time we actually saw anything like that because they weren't in the movie so that was a really cool piece
1: yeah yeah i remember that card was kind of like the Gallimima sequence from the movie where yeah, there's just this swarm of them and i yeah. remember being like man that's dangerous looking you know like that's really cool uh yeah and it's something that really cool 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 they kind of in
0: those days. they kind of went with in the lost world with the copies. you know it's it's similar but these things would be a little bit bigger i i believe
1: yeah that's another. The thing I was listening to your guys's top five Lost World sequences, and there was no love for the compies eating Dieter Star, and like that is one of my all-time favorite scenes because they're so they're so cute, and then when he like looks at them, they just kind of bob their heads like they're dummies oh. and they don't know what's going on, and then they just swarm and attack. <laughs> yeah, I just I love that sequence.
0: I know I, I gave it to the cuter sequence, even though it's it's brutal as well. But that you know the in the beginning when you first meet them, um, I love that sequence. Um, yeah, that's a. I'm sorry, moving over to uh, Twitter here. I got a bunch, so I'll try to blow through these ones. Um, Let's see. Justin J. Peterson says, another difficult choice because they're all good. And he says, top five, Utah Raptor, Carnotaurus, Malcolm, Jungle Explorer, Big T-Rex. Jurassic Wars Review says, number one, series two, Demon Carnotaurus. Uh, Number two, series one, Red Rex. Number three, series two, Gallimimus. Uh, number four, series two source Number five, Dr. Snare with Carnotaurus Hatchling. Uh, so that's a new one there. We haven't had that one Yeah, before.
1: you know, yeah, a lot of the series two ones were like, you know, I was in college and, and just working and, you know, it's like, well, I could eat. I could eat <laughs> pasta or I could eat ramen and get dinosaurs. You yeah. know, like it was that kind of mentality, right? It was so stupid. But yeah, like, so like, I think. What was that guy's name snare he yeah they said mm-hmm. like yeah. that was definitely a, a later in life purchase but it's a cool toy for sure for sure yeah like, and, and that, hatchling, cool. that hatchling is awesome yeah 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 it is
0: um let's see here josh nublar seven says uh gonna go all dinosaurs number one red red t-rex number two water spinning dilo number three triceratops number four carnotaurus number five Ketzacultus. You know, I don't know how to say that. You don't know how to say that yeah. either, really. Uh, it was so my number one. But yeah, I, <laughs> yeah,
1: cats I think hey, if the if the documentary calls it cats, then that's what you're, I'm gonna go. Yeah, with. we're
0: safe. Uh, I'm not I'm not any uh dinosaur expert, and especially not how to pronounce any. Uh so quetzacultolis. No, I thought I could I thought I had it, but nope, not at all.
1: Nope. You're <laughs> out, out, just cats.
0: Um, fossil box here says the young T Rex that was all rubbery. Uh, I took that thing everywhere, um, yeah. And there's a picture of it too, which is awesome. I guess this thing is in really good condition still. Um, oh, really? Mine's
1: in terrible shape.
0: <laughs> no, this one actually looks really good. It's great. It's got it's got the da- uh, damage piece still in, so it's good. Let's oh, see. nice. Yeah, nice. Um, uh, Sickle Claw here says, "I really, really like my Red Rex." So that's another vote for number one there. Uh, Victoria okay. Latina says number one, Red, Re- uh, Red Rex, uh, number two, Series 1, Young T-Rex, number three, Series 1, Triceratops, number four, Command Compound, number five, uh, Series 2, Dr. Malcolm. Um, and yeah, you're right. You, uh, you talked about it before. Um, that was the first time we saw the the Malcolm character because he wasn't part of Series 1
1: yeah yeah it was you know i we'll get back to that i'm gonna bring that up just at the end but uh we'll, we'll get back to the to the, the the characters not being put into figures but uh yeah keep going on for All sure. Right. this is awesome
0: n seven patrick says young t-rex bush devil jeep uh compound with uh compound set with fences red rex and muldoon so there's another good set there let's see and okay one more set here i think or one more at least uh, this last one here on Twitter is from. Actually, it's not too much here, but it's from Jarrett. He was on uh, that uh, uh, Lost World episode we did with that top five, and he actually just put, I own the original command center in the box, and he put a bunch of uh, dollar bill signs. So, shows you that thing's going to be worth a lot well, of money.
1: Well, yeah. aren't you special, <laughs> Jarrett? <laughs> Yeah. You gotta come in here with your command compound in the box with all your dollar signs. But the question is will he ever sell it? Because it's really worth absolutely nothing until he's willing to, to put it up on eBay. Yeah, well that's a problem. Like yeah. you know, my toys, like we
0: talked about, they're and you talked about they're all beat up. They're not worth anything. But to us, you know, even though they're falling apart and damaged and everything, they're worth like a million bucks. So it's going to be difficult for anybody, yeah. even even in an inbox command center, to ever part with that.
1: Yeah, you know, when I first moved to Burbank, um, there's a there's a cool little store, uh, blast from the past, that sells like uh, like '90s and and on like toys and probably a little earlier. But he just had a few Jurassic things, and I remember going in there one day, and and he had a Sarah Harding figure, and he was like, you know, he's like eBay says that she's worth, like, $60. He's like, I am never going to get $60 for her. Like, he's like, would you give me 20 And I'm like, absolutely, yeah. yes. Like, let's do this. Like, <laughs> I wasn't going to pay $60 for her because I already had one, like, out of the box. But, uh-huh. um, you know, it, I feel like Jurassic is such a niche fandom. Um, We're obviously not as big as Star Wars, you know. uh, No, no hate for Star Wars wars obviously but like no, no. uh you know jurassic is my first passion and so yeah whenever you come across guys that like just feel like you know like hey this is sitting on my shelf and like I kind of just it's been here forever like you know i'm i'm always happy to take stuff off their hands you know no problem
0: yeah yeah and that's i think that's a great thing about this community is we all like share the same passion we all love these toys um and we all have similar you know um memories about them too so it's great to be able to sit down and and talk to somebody like we've never actually physically met or talked in person before. And we can sit here and talk about this like we've known each other forever because we have the same feelings and same emotions, the same, you know, memories, all about these dinosaurs.
1: Yeah, you know, like, like uh, there's there's definitely been people on the show that I'll, like, I'll tweet at. And it's like, you know, I would I would never just, like, randomly tweet at a stranger. But, like, because of the <laughs> show, you know, like, I think because our community is, I mean, it's, it's small, right? Like, I was looking at followers of jp podcast versus like followers of like uh like a star wars podcast and oh, you yeah. know it was like it was like all oh, right man jp podcast like two thousand some odd followers and then you look at star wars it's like five million followers it's like oh okay <laughs> like well, let's see how it is you know
0: yeah it's it's a it's a small community and especially on twitter there's there's a lot of you know the mainstays and and uh, i think it's a great community and, and it's building it's slowly building but um you know, it may never touch the the links of of Star Wars, but uh, I think we're doing pretty good.
1: Oh yeah, we're doing all right. So, so, all right, so well, to I got... finish. Oh, oh yeah, ahead, you have you
0: had to, you you wanted to finish up one thing there,
1: so go ahead. I I have one question for you. If they were to come out, if if you were a kid now, now there's there's all there's there's human figures that didn't get. Killed characters right uh hammond didn't get a character lex didn't get a figure um the lawyer like you know all the all the tertiary characters didn't get uh figures uh there are some dinosaurs that didn't get figures if you could have any figure made that 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 was a licensed jurassic park series one or two product what would it be
0: hmm oh man putting me on i'm not usually the one who gets put on the spot this is tough um So it's going to fit right in with the rest of these toys and look just like those? It is going to be
1: like, you're going to travel back in time and it's going to be there on the shelf with all these other toys.
0: It's tough because we got, we got so much of that film, you know, we got the, the dialogue, the Rex, the Raptors, um, you know, everything basically, except for, you know, maybe Hammond. So I, I I might, I might as well pick like a, a Hammond that comes with, you know, his cane and and uh you know, he's got the yeah, flat that's hat, awesome. You know? Yeah, yeah. And and maybe he comes with a bazooka yeah. as well, but <laughs> could you imagine Hammond with like a nice bazooka attached to his back? Like I could see it.
1: <laughs> I would love a Hammond with a bazooka strapped to his back. I think yeah. we all want to see that image. Uh people with Photoshop get to it. Yeah. Um, or you know
0: what? Even even like a a, a realistic Nedri would be awesome. You because know,
1: you know the series the series two one was closer. It's close it's closer, um, but
0: like I feel like it still doesn't capture that like Nedri that, that we know. Let me let me take a look real quick. I, yeah. I just want to double check. But this especially the series one, it's so different. You know, it, it doesn't look anything like um Nedri at all. Oh no.
1: This the series one Nedri is like it's like slick scheming bad guy, you know? Yeah. Like But even character. this one,
0: even this this series um, two one, he he basically has that villain look. You know, he's got like this like red turtleneck. It does. It still doesn't replicate like <laughs> what he looks like. You know, as a character. Yeah, yeah. I want, where's the, like where's the Hawaiian shirt? I yeah, I want that shirt. I want the glasses. This guy doesn't have any, have any glasses. Like oh, that's fun how how do you make that and and not have it look i mean it's got like he's a little bit thicker of a character but barely just in the face yeah uh, but he's also he does have some sort of like you know chest mounted like pack of some sort i don't know but to have something that looked like the original Nedry would be awesome as well
1: yeah so like for me i was thinking about this question earlier because i've always wanted a hammond and i've always wanted a lex um i but i just every dinosaur in that movie except for the parasaurolophus which they get to in the lost world but they they are in the movie for a brief second but the big star that doesn't get a toy is the brachiosaur oh, and i yeah. feel like if if they just would have made it so that like he just came in a box but like taken apart you know and like you had to like maybe snap him together or whatever like that and he mm-hmm. just like was kind of like uh he didn't even move like no 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 pose ability, no nothing. But if you could just like take him out and he was just big. Right. Um, th- I wish they would have done something like that, but yeah, I, I, if you're going to choose between like T-Rex or Brachiosaur, like what's the kid going to buy off the shelf? You know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, yeah, so. to make the, the Rex over that. And I was, I was actually honestly thinking that now that you say that, um, we were talking about the sizes of these dinosaurs. And <laughs> while we were talking about that, I, I thought in my head, like imagine uh, like, comparative to the t-rex like a life-size you know brachiosaurus (laughs) that would be out of control
1: yeah and you know but like so the the scales on these weren't a hundred percent they because it's all it all comes down to like fitting in boxes for like shipping and stuff but like again like so my idea was to like break it down and, and so that like you just took it out and maybe like you just had this long like neck and the head and you just snapped it into a torso. And then you had like four legs and you just snapped it into the torso. You had a tail mm-hmm. and you just snapped it into the torso. And uh it didn't, it wouldn't have to be huge, but it would definitely be taller than the T-Rex, which would be awesome, you know, but yeah. Or you could have
0: some sort of like mechanical spring action, spring loaded neck that you could kind of press a button and it would like shoot out. So it would be longer and then you could shoot it back down to kind of like compress it. So you could store it or whatever. Something something would have been amazing, but it would have been so huge, yeah. you know, uh, but I can't I can't blame him for not making it. But th- that would have been amazing.
1: Yeah, that would have been awesome. So but
0: I'll have to stick with my little baby Brachiosaurus for now because this guy is awesome. At least that's all we got. <laughs> so um, to wrap everything up, uh, where can everybody find you? Everybody in this awesome community, where can they find you online? <sighs>
1: All right, so if you want to, like, find me, uh, you can always tweet at me, at Aaron D. Byer. Um, I use my real name, which, you know, whatever. Uh, you can tweet me there if you – I mean, people listening to this podcast are obviously interested in Jurassic Park, but that is, like, my Jurassic Park outlet. Um, I, I go a little crazy on Facebook, but, like, my Twitter is my Jurassic Park outlet. Um, if you want to see things that I've worked on, like, movie-wise, you can always search for me on IMDb. Um I've got a cool little list going on of uh, films I've worked on and uh, you know uh, if you just want to support 3D movies, uh, you know, feel free to check those out. I usually try to list those as soon as the movie comes out, uh, the ones I've worked on. But, uh, you know, please go see 3D movies uh, and uh, we hope you enjoy them, you know.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. So uh, hopefully everybody goes, checks out your stuff and uh, gets a hold of you on Twitter and uh, starts interacting. So uh, I had a great time discussing this and, uh, hopefully people will hit you up with their top 10 t- or top fives.
1: Yeah. Great, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, um, no problem. We'll have to know. I just again. got involved in this community a few months ago and it mm-hmm. has just been like, it's like fun. I don't know. Like I never thought like social media was like really fun. I was using it as like <laughs> a, as a communication device, but like, it's yeah. actually like fun to like interact with the show and stuff. So it's really cool. Thanks yeah, for doing this. Yeah.
0: It's a great community and I can't wait to get you back to, uh, discuss our, our top five, uh, lost world series
1: that's a good series <laughs> they got real creative with that one, so Oh yeah we'll that's that's one soon.
0: of my favorites so the sequel is on the way and we'll get to talking to that soon
1: all right great thanks for having me
0: thanks man celebrate jurassic june we are giving away jurassic world on dvd and the good dinosaur on blu-ray all you have to do to win is go to itunes give us a five-star review and leave a comment with the hashtag jurassic giveaway and the dvd of your choice that's it it helps us and it helps you we will be picking the two winners at the end of jurassic june make sure to head to jurassicparkpodcast.com for more information on the giveaway anybody hear that DinosaurStop.com has a great giveaway going on right now, where you could win a hybrid FX Tyrannosaurus Rex, Owen Alpha with Velociraptor Blue Set, a Jurassic World Slap Band, and a replica park map. Now that's an absurd amount of stuff for having to do so little. So all you have to do is either subscribe to their YouTube channel and comment on the giveaway video, or you can go to their Facebook, like their page, and comment on the giveaway post. That's two ridiculously simple ways to enter. So make sure to head over to DinosaurStop.com to find out more information on the contests and the prizes. Thanks for listening to the 57th episode of the Jurassic Park podcast. Big thanks to Aaron for joining me to talk about Jurassic Park's awesome toy line. I know it's a toy line that so many of us really cherish, so it's really easy to get excited about it and talk about it. Go follow Aaron at Aaron D. Byer on Twitter. Also, thanks to everybody who submitted their top fives. I always love hearing from you, and I really enjoyed discussing your feedback with our guests. Now, if you didn't get a chance to send in your top five, you can always send them in via email or voice recording, and I'll read them or play them on the upcoming episodes. If you want to interact with us, we do most of our work over on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jurassic Park Podcast, and our Instagram handle is at Jurassic Park Podcast. You can listen to us via iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Podomatic, YouTube, or wherever else podcasts are found. So make sure to subscribe to automatically get the new episodes every week. If you haven't already, please give us a five star review in iTunes or a great review wherever you listen to the podcast. It will seriously help out our rankings and make it easier for fans like you to find us. We're usually spotted commenting on the Jurassic Park subreddit as Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to check out JurassicParkPodcast.com for all the links you heard here today. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us with any news stories, MP3s, segment ideas, top fives, or comments to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Or you can submit the questions directly on our website contact form. If you'd like to record something for the show, send it in to us and we'll feature it in an upcoming episode. If you don't have any way to record, you can give our voicemail a call and leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.